Welcome into Monmouth College Fighting Scots football here on a beautiful summer afternoon here in West Central Illinois where uh, the Scots are in uh, Cornell and Mount Vernon, uh, Iowa today. Take on the uh, Cornell Rams. I'm Sean Temple alongside Brent Dugan today for Scots football, my man. What, this is summer weather. This isn't fall weather. I know. I was, I'm walking around in shorts and short sleeve and what was it, three years ago it was snowing during uh, <laughs> Halloween, if you recall. So yeah, this is definitely a different... Uh, range of weather that we're going through right now uh scott's coming off just a uh just a, a thorough beatdown of beloit college last last week at april's Zorn memorial stadium looked really good in all facets yeah and, and i know i heard coach braun during the week and he he picked apart a few items of course, that, that's you what know, you coaches do the ball on the ground type thing and <laughs> yeah exactly but um really overall offense and defense uh we talked about it on the air airways that day the defensive front and the offensive front were just – they controlled the whole game from from the minute of the kickoff to, to the end, and that's what won them the game. Yeah, defensively, just a, a complete and total lockdown. Complete and what total lockdown. What was it, 46 lockdown. plays, yes. 40 yards or something like that? Yeah, unbelievable that's, that's, stat. That is an unbelievable stat for a college football game. Uh, I know talking to Coach Braun, and you'll hear it in the pregame coach's interview coming up here, here pretty shortly, but um, he said he didn't really – he knew it was, you know, pretty significant until he seen the stats afterwards he said it even shocked me a little bit yeah he, he, uh, i heard him say that on the air with the interview with you and and kind of shocked me when i heard it to be yes. honest with you and i yeah. watched the whole game and knew there was a dominance but i didn't know it was quite that big a dominance yeah the, and the offense played played well enough i mean we got we got a lot of guys in the second half a lot of guys you, what you coaches call we got a lot of guys on tape in the second half and, and i know the university has been playing well so far this year for monmouth college on sundays but they got some good game minutes on, on uh on saturday yeah you know you never know when that's going to come yeah. come back to help you more so than haunt you when you had got and it's building the program right i mean sure. when you got your third level guys in there your second level guys for that matter and the ball's still getting moved up and down the field like it should that's always a good thing and you're always from a coach's standpoint always looking for those those guys to fill in here and there and kind of platoon in just in case of an injury bug or whatever the case may be and we kind of forget last week the leading rusher on the football team didn't even dress. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Devin Lawrence not not in the lineup last week. And as far as the two deeps we got this week, which is comes out again, folks. I have to stress these these two deeps come out really early in the week, like early Monday morning before practice even's going is even going. But uh, Devin Lawrence not listed on the two deep this week. But we'll see what happens once once the game starts if he's if he's dressed or, or on the field a little bit. Again, these things come out Monday morning, so you never know. Right. And we don't. <laughs> what do we do to them? We kind of put them to the side anymore. We used to pay attention to that quite <laughs> yeah, often. But. Exactly. I couldn't wait for the two deeps. Then eventually <laughs> they don't mean nothing down the road. Uh, but it is good to, to uh, kind of get a glimpse of maybe if they know. And maybe Devin is out this week. And we'll, we'll find out. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I was out completely out of town yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to text Coach uh, Coach Braun to see if, see what uh, see what he had in store for Saturday for Devin. But the Scots at 5-0 and in conference play in the Midwest Conference, tied with Rippon who got a huge upset over Lake Forest a couple of weeks ago. And uh, they're taking on Chicago. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff today, so we're going to keep an eye on that one. Last I saw, it was scoreless in the first quarter between Chicago and Rippon. Uh, Rippon 5-0, and the Scots 5-0, and and then right behind both teams, Lake Forest, the preseason favorite of 4-1 and the University of Chicago 4-1, who the Scots have beaten already. Right, and it's and, one step of three. Right, and I know even Coach Braun talked about that a little bit. You only worry about you can't get to what do you say six and one unless no can't get to seven and one unless you're six and one. Right, and and I, I like that approach. I think that is a coach's mentality. You got to worry about the next game in front of you. You cannot worry about you know two games ahead of you or three games ahead of you. And you look at today's game. You know, ripping in and University of Chicago. 
Monmouth College fans are now a, a fan of University yeah, of Chicago. Today. That's an elimination game for Chicago Absolutely. right there. Two losses is not going to win this conference. No, it's not going to win the conference at all. And, and even Monmouth, like you said, you gotta you got to worry about today. But if you're scoreboard watching just a teensy bit, kind of turn your eye to it, just pay attention to that game. You're right. If University of Chicago loses, they're, they're, they're out of it, out of the picture, playoff picture. But if Rippon uh, gets upset today, boy, that, that just brings everybody back. And then Monmouth College is the front runner with that target on their back once again. Yeah, which is right exactly where you want it. Exactly right? where you want it. All right, I got a chance to talk to head coach uh, Chad Braun on our pregame coaches interview. We'll come back with that in 30 seconds. You're listening to the Kellogg Printing pregame show. Kellogg Printing has been on the public square in Monmouth since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. Today's game powered by the Greater Warren County United Way where 100% of your donations directly impact our communities. The Greater Warren County United Way is now open on the public square in downtown Monmouth. Welcome back with the Monmouth Farm and Home Realty pregame coaches interview in 30 seconds. Welcome back to Scott's Football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WREM. As we start to wrap up the Kellogg Printing pregame show, it's time for the keys to the game, the Midwest Bank keys to the game, your locally owned community bank investing in you, member FDIC. The most listened to thing in local sports radio is the keys to the game every time. My broadcast partner, Brent Dugan, what's the keys to the game um, today? I've been thinking hard about this all week, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you just look at the stats that Monmouth College has, you know, done for the six, seven games they've had this year. They get the quick start, and I think that's important today. It's Cornell's homecoming. Kind of take the the thunder and the wind out of their sails, so to speak, and, you know, that's homecoming for them, and, and bad pick a choice of who you're playing against today is Monmouth College. But you look at the overall stats. First quarter, we've outscored 91-7 to 7 the opponents, and then second quarter, 85-10. to 10. Mm. So I think that's the key of the game today is just get get on the scoreboard first, and, and then that kind of limits their playbook and what they got to do. And like you said, Slava on the defensive lineman, <laughs> and they can hunt the quarterback. And the Scots uh, will – Kick the football off to Cornell here to start the uh, get ball game. So it'll be Scots on defense. I thought the Scots, when I was watching the uh, the uh, coin flip there, I thought the Scots had elected to to uh, receive. They won the flip, and I thought they deferred to the second half. But uh, they probably did defer to the second half because they kicked off here. There we go. We'll get it all straightened out. All right, so it's Scott's defense on the field, a return by the Cornell Rams out to about the 29-yard line. Pretty good kick there by uh, Zelk, almost down to the goal line. It chased the uh, kick return all the way back to the goal line. Yeah, it was, it was a real good kick and real good coverage, to be honest with you. And here we go. Little, little read, zone read option. Zone read option off to the right and nowhere to go. About a yard gain there for the uh, Cornell Rams. We'll get to the Monmouth College starting defense here in a minute. That was Daniel or uh, Daniel Hammer with the uh, carry for the uh, the uh, Rams there. So uh, gain of, uh, well, they call it one yard. So second and nine from the 30-yard line. Rams on their own 30. We're underway. Scott's football, Midwest Conference. And now, ooh, nearly jumping was the Scots. Boy, they did get a flag. That was a delayed call. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really throw the flag till the Cornell Rams offensive lineman jumped up and just started pointing at Monmouth there. Yeah, we do. They're going to have an offside. So, uh, nothing fancy there. Cornell just lined up. And then, of course, once they see the Scots defense, like a lot of Division three football schools will do, then they kind of backed out to get a new play call in. and. And uh, Scott's jumped when he backed out. Well, and it's going to be an interesting day in how Monmouth College defense kind of kind of goes. You know, they're going to be on the go today because there's going to be a wing tee set up formation, and then there's going to be the spread offense, which they have shown in the first two plays. They've shown you know three wide to the left and a single to the right. That's how they're coming out in the formations right now. We'll see how this takes place the rest of the game. Second and four over the middle or down the right sideline, up in the air. It's going to be incomplete. Pass from uh, quarterback Jordan Jordan Madrinsky. 
And don't you think they saw that on film when a couple weeks ago, um, I was trying to think, or maybe three weeks ago, someone came out and they went three wide to the left and a single to the right, and they, they had some couple long pass completions against Monmouth College's defense. But really, over the last four or five weeks, that's all Monmouth College has given up on the defensive side of things. It was intended for LaQuanta Crawford down the right side. Now third and four from the 35. Ooh, little uh, cutback there. They're going to get uh, – ooh, boy, I thought he had uh, I thought he had enough for the first down, but he's going to be stopped a little short at the 37. Looked like he had some room to run, and uh, Scott's closed that gap pretty quick. And Tomoski, I know he was talked about there in the pregame show with uh, Coach Braun. He is a true leader, and he's come on like gangbusters throughout the season. Um, how many times have we called his name and, and being the leading tackler week in, week out, and how important that a, a position that is for the Monmouth College defense and making them punt. So on fourth and two, punt team will come out for the Cornell Rams. That is Landon Lockington doing the kicking. It's a big punter. That's a that's a big punter right there. Lockington, 5'11", 230. Kick taken by uh, – it's going to roll. I was going to say it's, it was uh, stopped at about the 30 – Seven yard line, we'll call it. So not a good kick there by. Yeah, no, not at all. And we're kind of assuming a late whistle there because the looked like Monmouth College got drugged back about ten yards. Yeah, he ended up on the ground around about fourteen. It seemed like fourteen purple shirted yeah. Rams. Speaking of that, let's get to our uniform sponsor, brought to you by MC Sport and Warrior, home for all your sports equipment and team apparel, hats, hoodies, polos, footballs, bats, gloves, and much, much more. MC Sport and More, Monmouth College, and their away. White pants, white shirts with red numbers with the white helmet, the Rams in their purple shirts, white pants with the purple trim, white numbers in the white helmet. First and 10 for the Scots. They're going to stay on their own 35. Off the right side, good gain. Still on his feet out over the 45, out to the 47-yard line. That Pinkert? I think that was Pinkert. Devin Pinkert. So, yeah, so no Devin Lawrence. That's Devin in the backfield there, right? Uh, jersey's kind of crunched up, so we're having yeah, right. 26 or 28. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that's if that's Lawrence or uh, or Pinkard. But first and ten, little short pass complete out to the left side, out over midfield. That is Jake Urez. There's that guy again, that Farmington farmer. Yeah, what a, what a career he's had at Monmouth College, and and how many times we've seen that seven yard in route that uh, gives you a first down. How many times we talked about that? And here's the package, interesting package that uh, Monmouth College has gone to the last couple of weeks. They got both starting quarterbacks in the backfield. It is uh, Carter Boyer getting the start today with uh, Fetter beside him. He was lined up as a receiver. Now they're going to throw out a little bubble screen over the 45-yard line. He's got enough for the first down. Boy, he's right at the stick. Yeah, they're going to move it. Him. Yeah, down to the 44. Had one referee standing right on the 45. Ooh, boy, that was really close. But they're going to give him the first down and move the sticks. Another pepperoni's pizza first down. For the Scots, if uh, you're looking for some pizza today, casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York-style pies. Rolling right is Boyer. Rolling right, he got his man. Yeah, he's got a complete pass out there on the right sideline. Is that uh, close to another first down? Yeah, it looks I like. Say a couple yards eight, short, eight I yard guess. gain? Yeah, about an eight-yard gain for the Scots. It'll be second and two. On the, on the move here with 11.40 to go first quarter inside the 40-yard line down to the 37. Second and two. Boyer quickly. Now he'll fake the pitch to Fetter, and he'll run off the right side. Still on his feet. Inside the 30. He's going to go. Is he in for the touchdown? Out of boy, Carter Boyer on the keeper. Had the little fake pitch to, uh, well, I think it was Federer. Yeah, still he on the faked the pitch to Federer, and then it ran pretty much power, uh, quarterback power to the right. 
I'm even laughing. The only time, uh, looks like the only time uh, Carter Boer hit the ground is on the celebration. <laughs> he got uh, chest bumped to the ground. But uh, we were talking about this last week, and this is hopefully something Mom the College cleaned up this week, is the snap game. You know, talk, yes. Coach Braun talked about that in pregame. Mm-hmm. We talked about it last week that the ball hit the turf a little too much for our liking as calling the game. But we'll see what happens here in the, in the first touchdown. Extra point by Cody Zelk is up, and it is good. 7 nothing Scots on the 37-yard touchdown run by Carter Boyer. It's uh, Scott 7, Rams 0, 11.25 to go first quarter. We'll be back. Welcome back to Scott's Football here on AM 1330 WRAM. 7 nothing Monmouth College after the 37-yard touchdown run by Carter Boyer. Brought to you by Robert Thompson Trucking. For all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs, call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768 768- Two six nine seven. The Farm King kickoff, take it down the right side line. Uh, look like it was stuffed up the middle and then breaks it to the right side line, out over the 30-yard line. That's a good return for yeah, Cole Reed. I guess Cornell has some good field position, but we know how stingy Mom the College defense has been throughout <laughs> the season. I wouldn't. I would imagine it would be the same. Let's see how what kind of formation they come out in, in this uh, particular set. Looks like they're going to be uh, spread out again. We'll get to your Mom with College starting defense. Brought to you by, by uh, your mom with McDonald's coming up after this play. Majinski to give off the right side. And a little bit of a, a little bit of a hole. Gets about a four-yard gain. Is that Hammer again? No, that's, uh, that's a new guy carrying the football. That's Tony Gomez, the uh, second running back listed on the depth chart behind Hammer. Hammer didn't have a whole lot of room to run on that first drive. No, he didn't. And, and that was a little more power football right there, kind of power set that they had out, even though it's in a spread formation. Um, we talked about, or Coach Braun talked about them showing wing T and and spread formations throughout the year. But right now they're just showing uh, like two two. In fact, in here we got two to the left and um, one spread out to the right. And a little more power position here as far as probably going to run left here. Yep, there we go. Off to the left on second and six. And out near first down yardage, out over the forty five yard line, out to down, the forty seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, it looks like they have uh, went with John Smith at quarterback in the second series instead of Jordan Madrinsky. Looks like a 10 out there instead of the 4. So it will be first and 10. Yeah, they're going to say that was enough for a first down. So first and 10 almost got the Scots to jump. Now they'll back out and get a new play call in. Second or First and 10, Rams from their own 47. We've got... Ten minutes exactly left off the left side is Gomez again. Out near midfield, maybe just over midfield. Are they going to call him down? No, forward progress. Yeah, just over midfield. So a gain of about three there, second and seven for the Rams. I always think uh, from the defensive side of things, when they come out in that two to the left, one to the right type of set, and you got the power, power eye position, it's an easy read to me because all you got to do is read the down lineman and you got to read probably where the fullback goes most, most, most of the time. And in this case, uh, I don't know, they keep flipping um, number eight and number 20 and Gomez and who's number 20. They keep switching them back and forth every time the preset. You notice that? Yeah. Um, Isaac Knutson. Knutson, yeah. Yeah. Uh, listed on the, uh, on the uh, depth chart or listed on the roster as a quarterback, but, you know. Be a freshman, hard to tell him well, you can't stick him with a position yet, right? Yeah, it's, it's just kind of weird how they'll come out and, and yeah, Knutson will be the the eye back, and then all of a sudden they look over the sidelines and they flip those two Gomez and and Knutson will flip and 
That puts Knudsen as the lead blocker in many cases. Gain of a couple there on second and seven, so third and five now from the Scots' 48-yard line. Well, they do a lot of uh, lining up, see the defense, and kind of back out. Scott's getting a little uh, impatient there. Third and five, throw out to the left, complete. I don't know if he got the first down yardage. That's going to be close. Did he fumble it? No. Let's see if they give him enough for the first down here. I think he's – yeah, they're going to move it. it. Yeah, Yeah. just enough down to the 43-yard line of the Scots (coughs) with about eight and a half minutes to go first quarter. Seven-nothing. Monmouth leading Cornell. Scott's scoring on their first offensive possession on a 37-yard touchdown run from Carter Boyer. Boyer's gotten in the end zone a lot on his feet. I know coming into the year we thought, okay, Federer's going to be the running quarterback. Boyer's going to be the passing quarterback, and they're both they both have the skill set, but a little little uh, strange that Boyer, Boyer's getting so much on the ground. Yeah, and and the weird part is we're saying it, so the other teams are saying that, right? And <laughs> exactly, I think that's what right. uh, Coach right. Freetag's probably saying. You know what? I'm going to use that against you guys because mm-hmm. you guys are kind of looking at us and, and doing scout team and so forth, saying Carter Boyer's the thrower and uh, Riley Federer's the runner. And so far in the last couple of weeks, they've they've kind of switched that role. Um, we talked about it, you know. Carter Boer kind of bragging in the quarterback room about, you know, put, putting the ball in the end zone <laughs> on his feet. And uh, who's who's doing more of that lately? And it's Carter Boer over Riley. Gain of one yard for Cornell on first down. Brings up a second nine off the left side. Uh, still in the backfield is uh, Tony Gomez. And also it looks like, is that 24? Is that 20 or 24? I can't. It might be Joel Lacey, the running back from New London, Iowa, back there with him now along with Gomez with uh, John Smith running the quarterback position. gain off, uh, Just a gain of a yard off the left side on second and nine. Brings up a third and eight. So, yeah, here comes that, that run defense by the Scots really starting to stiffen up here. Well, and I think that particular play right there, even though it's now third and long, I think Cornell's looking at four-down territory because they got it a little bit ways of ways in, in the Monmouth College um, territory. That's my guess on that. Is that assumptions? Yeah, sure, um, sure. And now they're going to try, obviously, get the first down, but they want to put themselves in a, in a third and short or fourth and short position. Third and eight, back to pass is Smith, and he's going to go down. He's and, sacked. And that's what you want to try to avoid when yes. you're playing this Monmouth College team. Third and long Those, is not where you want to be. Yeah, we, we've seen it all year. Person and, and Baker just turn turn the clock back a little bit, and they'll get on your, um, on your backside real quick and, and make sure you rush your, either rush your throw – which how convenient is that for the defensive backs, right? The defensive backs are right. saying, you know what? I only got to cover. I got to cover for seconds. about two seconds, <laughs> yeah, right. if that, because I got Baker and the boys just running, running after quarterback. So you know, that that'd be a comforting position to be in. Loss Ooh. of ten, nearly blocked as they bring the punt team out on fourth and eighteen from inside their own territory at forty nine. Does get it away, but boy, that was almost blocked by the Scots. Uh, pretty almost, good kick down to about the twenty. Yeah, almost blocked and almost had a probably a fifteen yard penalty. I don't know how you avoided <laughs> running into the, the punter there. Scots have been so close, and they have gotten they've gotten I think a couple, one or two this year, and they've gotten close several times. So it'll be Scots football as they hold the uh, Rams after a, a decent drive compared to their first drive for Cornell. It'll be Scots football in their own twenty-one. First and ten. Out comes Carter Boyer. And also, yeah, I think I see Federer out there. Is he going to stay out there with uh, with Boyer? Well, you, you don't know who you're going to snap it to. Well, and don't you see if him kind of defense. setting up for maybe the next couple of weeks, so, uh, yes. some type of pass to the to the other quarterback type of play? I probably just left that out of the scattering report. <laughs> or put that into somebody's scattering report. But, yeah, it's uh, – One of the millions of listeners is going to pass the information. One of the million, yeah, surely. <laughs> Back to pass, out over the middle. 
Oh, and picked off. picked off by the Rams. Down the right side, uh, just short of the 10-yard line. We'll see what forward progress is. So Boyer throws the interception on the first drive of or first play of the second drive for Monmouth. Then the Rams are in in position. Well, and anytime they're in too deep, which is what they've shown so far, you can't be late in that read across the middle because you really got to hit it in a couple different pockets. You got to hit it initially on the far out on a slant. But if you're late throwing across the middle, that's typically what will happen. You got that little window where as the linebackers drop, you got that window to kind of throw inside their shoulder. And if you don't make that inside their shoulder, that's what happens, the interception there. Rams in scoring position already, well into Scott's territory at the 11-yard line. Now under center is Smith. Wing T. Off the left side is is, uh, Joel Lacey, the freshman. Strung it out pretty well by the Scots. Yeah, it looked like. Gained like a couple there down couple. to the nine. Yeah, it didn't even look like that really because they got going and got him going sideline to sideline there. But they did come out in the wing tee. They're kind of. Penalty on the play. Didn't uh, even see the flag holding. back there. Holding call. So that'll negate the uh, two-yard run and take it back 10 yards. That'll be outside the 20. Let's see where the flag is. Yeah, 10 yards from the original line of scrimmage. Looks looks like back to 21. First and 20, our first Farfig Nugent of, uh, <laughs> of the day today. First and 20. For the uh, Cornell Rams, your officials today brought to you by Kehoe Eye Care. In Monmouth and Gelsberg, make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly by Kehoe Eye Care. First and 20, Scott's defense, your defensive lineman, Brent Baltus, your nose guard, a couple of ends, Corbin Personette and Sincere Brent. Your linebackers, Tevin Baker, Tanner Tomoski, Caleb Endicott, and Jeremiah Glenn Lewis-Charles. Off the right side is... Tony Gomez, he ain't going to get a whole lot there. No, maybe it looked like he had a cut back to the, back to the left. He had yeah. a cut back to the left. He could have maybe made a little more progress on that run. But how many times have we seen this? Monmouth College uh, being stingy and not letting the other <laughs> team get in that end zone. And here you are, second and long, kind of limits your play options, right? I mean, you want to stay in field goal, field goal position, but you also want to try to put it in the end zone if you're Cornell. And Monmouth College knows that, and I bet you right now there's going to be a blitz mm. of some sort. Second and 20 from the Scouts 21. Smith looking to the sidelines, getting a play call in. Your Monmouth McDonald's defensive backs for the Scots, Xavier Cooper, Michael Lord, Nick Harris, and Jalen Williams. Back to pass is Smith under pressure, and he's going to go down, sacked again at the 27-yard line. Loss of another six. Now it is going to be third and really long. you got to get down to the one-yard line. Yeah, and, and <laughs> You can't get a first down without you're going, scoring. You're but. going the wrong way. <laughs> That's right. the offense right now. and. And you're taking yourself out of field goal range as well just to get on the board here on this drive. I mean, you hate to get a pick, take over at the 11, and not score if you're the Rams right now. Uh, Kicking, yeah, just just two attempts for Adam Mitchell on the season for Cornell, and as long as it's 31, so he's well out of range now. They're going to have to get down to the uh, 21-yard line just to – or excuse me, the the 15-yard line, 14-yard line. Now the pitch and swarmed under in the backfield. Now oh, he's going to pull up and half throw. Halfback pass. Halfback pass in the end zone. The Scots pick it off. At the one-yard line. At the one-yard line. Yeah, he should have just knocked that down. <laughs> well, well third down. fourth uh, down. Yeah, 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 you got to pick that. That's a nice job. Well, didn't get a number on the uh, Scott that got the pick there, but it is uh, Scott's football, so they stopped the Rams after turning it over. Well, and to be honest with you, the, the interception happened, but even if he wasn't there, that ball was not going to be completed. No. Uh, well underthrown. Surely it was a play call. I do it, like I mean, the play call. I yeah, do like the play call yeah. because Monmouth College is, and, and to our first 
you know, call on that. It looked like he had zero running room there, so it wasn't going to go for any. No, any it was probably another there. loss on the play because he was uh, he was under pressure in the backfield before he could even chuck it up there. Now the Scots backed up to their own one. Three forty-four to go. They lead seven nothing. First quarter. Under center is Boyer. He'll sneak it ahead, trying to get the Scots a little room here. And it didn't get much, maybe about a yard straight ahead. Well, and I wondered if they, you know, that, that's that's one of those things. It's a risk play, where, you know, where you don't want to, you don't want to risk any more uh, of a bad position your offense is already in. But the other side of things is they had an a a gap front there. I mean, they had three guys in the in from guard to guard basically, and they were anticipating that quarterback sneak as well. Yeah, not a lot there. You could just give him a gain of one out to the two. Second nine. Now back out of the shotgun. Little inside handoff. Strung okay. out well. Gets out of the end zone. Then oh. slips down at about the two. <laughs> Very disappointed. Can't tell if that. Yeah, Pinkert. I still can't tell if that's. I think it's Pinkert. Yeah, I think it it's Devin like... Pinkert. Yeah, could be. He had a cutback lane. I think if he doesn't lose his feet, he gets probably six, seven yards out of that. Don't you think, Sean? Yes, for sure. Because it looked good right out of the gate. And then uh, closed up pretty, pretty, uh, pretty quickly. No gain on the play, so still nine yards to go. Well, eight yards to go. Third, nope, nine yards to go. Third and nine from the two. So they said he got back to the line of scrimmage, and that was it. Now this guy's now you can't get a holding penalty in the end zone. You can't. You got to be pretty fine here. Out of the shotgun is Boyer. Back to pass. Fakes left. He'll roll right. Still rolling. Still rolling. He'll throw on the run on the left sideline. Do we get the catch? It's like an overthrow. Yeah, it'll be incomplete. So now your punter, now Addison Fletcher, is going to be um, backed up with his heels on on the end zone from the two-yard line. And uh, the old rugby style, you almost got to throw the old rugby style out I, here, don't I, you? I think so, because it just depends on their front and what they have. And I don't know. If I was Cornell right now, I think I'd go after this. I'd sell out. With, sure. the, with the scattering port on, on Monmouth College is the punt game. Has been a little suspect, and it's not necessarily the punter itself. No, right. It's just it's been the, the snaps, snaps and, and those and kind of coverage things. coverage has been uh, lacking at times. But, yeah, Fletcher's going to have to come. Snap is there. Gets the punt away. It's going to hit at about the 45-yard line, picked up at the at midfield by the Rams. And decent return. Hey. If he lets that roll, Flint, Fletcher's got about a 60-yard punt. <laughs> a little, little hop right back up to the uh, kick returner. So 2.09 to go. It's Rams football. Scott's. Leading 7-0 here. First quarter coming to a close. It's at the 44-yard line. So another good field position here for the Rams. Yeah, got it in Monmouth College uh, field position there. And and to be honest with you, Sean, it's Monmouth College with their defense the way it is, I would say is a win situation for Monmouth. You get it off the goal line, that kind of thing. Um, but definitely a win situation for Monmouth College and just getting the punt away and now just kind of depend on your defense to do some things here. Smith rolling right, pass complete to Aaron Helpern for seven yards at the uh, inside the Scots 40 down to the 37-yard line. That'll bring up a second and three. Yeah, they're giving uh, Fletcher 50 yards on the uh, on the punt there, so that'll help us average anyway. Yeah, he's, he's trying to be all conference here. Yeah, yeah. he he's he's going to be there. He's gonna at least be in the top two uh, as far as voting goes, from what I've seen this year. Sure. And the only thing that's going to um, hurt him is he just doesn't have enough punts in for the right. last last two weeks. He's kind of been over here warming up more so than on the sidelines, more so than anything. I would imagine the last three weeks with with Rippon, Lake Forest, and Knox, he's he's going to get his fair share. As is those three teams as well with yeah. the defenses we're going to be yeah. we're going to be seeing here. Rolling right is John Smith. 
on the run and incomplete. So it'll be third and three. Guess Corbin who was Personette. on his heels, yep. <laughs> yeah. Corbin Personette. Chasing down Mr. Smith. Well, and Coach Braun talked about that. How many times did we see him get double teamed last week? Uh, I know there's a nice picture of him on the Monmouth College website. He was leaping over the top of a defender that was going low on the block, <laughs> and they had a front view of him coming at the quarterback. I don't know who did the picture, but it's a great picture of him coming out after the quarterback. And he had a ferocious face. And Of course he did. And we talked about it on the air because we talked about him being good in basketball and a good rebounder and could jump and all that kind of stuff. And he's definitely shown that a couple times this year. Personette got credited for the sack earlier in the ballgame, I see. Tony Gomez, rush. Um, did he get much there? I don't yeah, think I don't he think got he much did. of line anything of scrimmage. Yeah, line of scrimmage. Fourth and two here, fourth and three maybe. It's a long two. Fourth and sure. three at the 37. Yeah, offense has got to stay on the field if you're Cornell. you got to try to take advantage of another good defensive stand for your uh, defense. Try to reward the defense here and pick up this first down and try to get a score on the ball. Runner a minute to go first quarter. 7 nothing, Scots. And I don't know if Cornell's necessarily tipping their plays here, but when Gomez comes out of the game, it seems like there's a pass situation. And we'll just see if that – oh, he's doing a oh, quick punt. quick kick for Smith. Punts down to about the – where they at, 13-yard line, maybe killed dead there. That's not a bad I, – I, I like that. I, I do too, but, you, I mean, if you're a Monmouth College right now, you're saying, well, we're, we're sitting pretty oh. good because we just had the ball in the one-yard line. Our last Boy, possession. Cornell, how do you not go for it on fourth yeah, and three I, there? I, uh, Your defense looked pretty good the last time out. And we saw the we, we were looking at the stats. Last their series, defense is their defense yeah. is, is pretty good, and that's what they've kind of hung their hat on this season. Uh, maybe you just thought, I don't know, fourth and three. I think I would have went for that. Me but. too. Me, I, I agree. And if you're, uh, what are you telling your offensive guys? You know, you as you're as a coach, and I don't want to question. Uh, Coach Pfeiffer, because um, he's done a real good job, but it's one of those things, too, where I'm like, yeah, what are you telling your offense? Devin Lawrence. It is Devin Lawrence in, in, nice uh, in the ball game for the Scots, and he, he's going uh, to get a pretty good gain there. Be a first down, be a uh, pepperoni's pizza first down. That's going to be the, the end of the first quarter with the Scots leading 7 nothing over the uh, – over the Cornell Rams, they're going to give Devin Lawrence 14 yards out to the 27-yard line. So it'll be first and 10 when we get back here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WREM. 15 minutes in the books. We'll be back. Welcome back to Scott's Football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRAM. Scott's up 7-0 on the Cornell Rams here early on. Uh a little closer than I thought after a quarter play. Yeah, and I I don't think you're really that nervous. Um if you're Monmouth College, yeah, I know on paper it's supposed to be maybe a three or four touchdown, five touchdown, maybe even uh, advantage, uh, just looking at it on paper. That being said, they haven't had the ideal field position to this point. Cornell's done a great job of pinning Monmouth College deep a couple different times, and they've also taken advantage of some good field positions to do that. Now, you and I talked about that last possession. Uh, we would have gone for it, mm-hmm. the riverboat gamblers that we are. Um, but then, Riverboat degenerates that we degenerates, are. Degenerates, <laughs> yeah. But the other part of that is maybe you're kind of giving respect to the defensive side of the ball with yep. how Monmouth College is pretty stingy as well. Scott's football first and 10 following the pepperonis pizza first down and gives straight ahead to Devin Lawrence out to the 34-yard line, so a gain of seven for Lawrence. It'll bring up a second and three for the Scots. And if conversely, if you're if you're the Cornell Rams, 
The Scots have out- outscored their opponent 91-7 to in the first half. You're only down 7 nothing. If you can get through this first half, well, with today's things score, start to even out scoring Yeah, wise. with today's score, it's 98-7. to Yeah, right. And then you got an 85-10 to advantage in the second quarter. So, you're right. If you're uh, on the other side of the ball at Cornell, you're saying, you know what, let's just keep it close here in the second quarter and see what we can do in the second half. Back to pass is Boyer out over the middle. Complete. To, uh, is, that, is that Dylan Bolton? No, down the right sideline. He might take this to the house. He's finally going to get shoved out of bounds. But, boy, it's a good thing Cornell had a, a – uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, nice it's a good play. thing Cornell had an angle on him or else he might take that to the house. That's inside Cornell territory down to the 35-yard line. So that's about a 30-yard play on second so and three. So we talked about that cover, too. And what I like there is Carter Boyer was a little more patient. Let him get into that second window, and that's where Thornton on that crossing route was wide open. And the yak yardage after contact there, he definitely uh, produced a lot of yardage. What was that? Well, if we had a stoppage in play here, or no, gain of a couple there. That was a quick, uh, yeah, second and eight. We're still breaking down the uh, long pass play there by the Scots, and the Scots go quickly. And we were talking about the offensive line last week. We gave them all game balls. So far, they got quite quite a bit of movement up front, and they're moving some of these big guys off the ball with Cornell. Um, I look at that as kind of an advantage, and we talked about that being keys in the game in the past. Uh, let's see if that still holds true. Second and eight for the Scots offense, Boyer. With Lawrence single back behind him. Boyer out of the shotgun. He'll give to Lawrence. Oh, he'll no, he'll keep. Good fake there by Boyer. Going to get uh, down to about the 30. Oh, still on his, still feet. his feet. Look at Boyer's doing things with his legs. We know he can do things with his arm. Well, I, a great run there by uh, Carter Boyer down to the 10-yard line. I'll tell you this. Unfortunately, when I coached or helped coach at A-Town as a volunteer assistant, I saw too much of that. <laughs> Carter Boyer going down <laughs> right. the sidelines with his – and that was a great read, a little delayed handoff read and and a little rollout and got positive yards on that. First and goal to go for the Scots. It's to Lawrence. Trying to find some hole on the left side. Oh, still nice. on his feet to get in the end zone. Touched. Ooh. He is yes. in. Touchdown. touchdown for uh, for Devin Lawrence, the official on that far pylon from the from the uh, from our vantage point here. I couldn't tell if he was waving his arms that he was out inside the uh, one or the touchdown. They're even touchdown. Ten yard run by Devin Lawrence to the house. Good to see Devin get in the end zone. Yeah, sure this, is. This and, is the game last week. And we had a pulling. I, I didn't pick up the number. We pulled a guard on that particular play, and he led him right to the end zone. A nice little uh, spin out of uh, there at the about two or three-yard line, spun out of that tackle and got in the end zone. Well, after the 23-yard run by Boyer, Devin Lawrence finishes it off. And a bad snap. Rolling left is Brendan Bishop trying to get in for the two-pointer. Did he get there? I think he did. He did. He did. Boy, Brendan Bishop, a second week in a row. I believe a bad snap that because uh, uh, I think the game ended sixty. It would have been sixty-three nothing. I think the last touchdown was a bad you, you snap that he took in for the two-point conversion. And, and that's the bad part about that. It turns out to be two points, and now you're fifteen. <laughs> but Coach but Braun coaching is over wise, there thinking. I'm sure shaking his head and maybe uh, doing a little more coaching than normal. Uh, motivational coaching is yeah. what we call that. Cody Zelk's thinking, hey, you're you're screwing me out of a point here. Exactly. Yeah, how am I going to catch uh, <laughs> right. Joey if I if you're going to eliminate me a, a time time or two of kicking it through the uprights? Well, following the uh, Robert Thompson trucking touchdown, it is 15 to nothing, Scott's now with a two-point run there by Brendan Bishop, the holder. Uh, Thompson – Trucking for your rock, sand, dirt, and grain. All he needs call Robert Thompson Trucking at 
97, bringing up our Farm King kickoff, the family store with more since 1959. 15-0 Scots with 12.38 to go here in the second quarter. We'll uh, talk some high school football at the halftime break as the big selection show tonight. You, Of course, you've been a, as a player, as a coach. You know how exciting selection night is. Yeah, and, and take a little bit of the thunder on it anymore with uh, social media. Know, and you kind of have a feeling. Yeah. Really good feeling going in. And you and I were talking about that before we started pregame today, that this upset happened and puts kind of pegs you to go maybe at this place. And and that's not exactly what you had planned as a coach, uh, i.e. Mammoth Roseville. Cause yeah, was, that's, uh, that's something we could discuss at halftime uh, for sure. That uh, was a yeah. Big, big upset this morning for you Mammoth Roseville Titan fans that are listening. Big upset this morning pretty much locks Mammoth Roseville into their uh, matchup tonight. Of course, nothing's official till it comes out tonight, but it looks pretty solid. And uh, I'm not going to spoil the surprise. I'm going to make folks wait till halftime. Yeah, I, exactly. you got to listen to our <laughs> highly anticipated halftime show. <laughs> 12-26 to go second quarter. Rams out at the 35-yard line following the uh, kickoff return. Now rolling left is Smith. He'll pull up, look for a receiver down the left sideline. Did he find him? No, it's going to be incomplete. And, and like, on that particular call, the route, you know, it's it's just the route design. But if if zone coverage by Monmouth College there, if 84, and I, can't, I don't have his Tavernier. Name. Frederick Tavernier. If Tavernier just sat down in that little window there, he was wide open. But he proceeded with his route, of course, and he's doing what the coaching staff tells him to do. But that kind of let him into the coverage. It's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're and when you're in zone coverage, you got to look for work. That's what I I remember Boo Quinn talking about that numerous times on the A town side of the ball defensively. He said, "Look for work if you're in zone coverage." On second and ten, swarmed behind the line of scrimmage, is running back. That is uh, that uh, Joel Lacy again for for the Rams. That's going to be a loss of four back to the thirty-one yard line, third and fourteen. And there we go, third and third and long again, third yeah. and seven plus all day long here for the Rams. So and I'm far. sure Mr. Lacey was almost ready to give that back to the quarterback because there was nothing. <laughs> you take it. I take. I tell <laughs> you, you there was it. nothing there uh, to get any positive yards out of that. Another tackle for loss for the uh, for the Scots. Third and fourteen. Let's see if they go the single. The single out over there on the right side. Um, looks like that is... Trips left. Yeah, single receiver right. Looking out to the right. Another good call by uh, Coach Dugan here. You're going to look for that single receiver, but the Scots all over it. It's going to be incomplete. It'll bring up fourth. They're into 14. double coverage yeah. there, and, and that's one of those things you're lucky. That, well, Monmouth College was going to knock it down knowing that they were in third and long, and they're probably better off from he, what I've seen in the punt team. You're better off letting them punt it yeah. than intercept that ball right there. Did you think you had single coverage out there? Or was that just a nice job by the uh, safety to slide over? It, it was, and, and, and of course, the only one out there is, might as well. You got to plan on it. I guess. Yeah, I just think you got to hit. You, if you're going to hit that, you got to hit it a little sooner on a fade, a little bit more of a fade route and throw it to the sidelines like you did. Before but you just, the safety, but can you got to get there before the safety slides over. Fourth and fourteen, punt team on for the Rams. Quickly gets it away, and he re-kicked that really quick. It is going to hit and roll. Take a oh. take a great Cornell roll. Did that get to the end zone? Are they going to down that, that at the one. one? Holy cow, what a great punt by Landon Lockington. It was almost blocked for one. That's maybe the quickest the quickest I've seen a kicker get a kick off. He got it, and his leg was, I think when he caught the football, the leg was already coming up for the, for the kick. It sure was, and and I'll give you credit on the, on the punt there, Mr. Lockington, <laughs> but you're th- – <laughs> Theater 101, he failed because he got hit a little bit. And did you see that delayed the fall? Delayed fall. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, 
Yeah, that is not going to bring a yellow card in soccer at all either. No, <laughs> it's no, not a the, very good fall. The Cornell Theater Department is not going to be recruiting <laughs> Landon Lockington for their uh, spring spring play. But the kick does go all the way down inside the 10. Are they going to uh, – they're still kind of lingering around before they spot the football down. Maybe first touch at the 6, but I know – well, I think I put this football down. Still deciding. Scott's offense huddling up on the side. Ram defense is lingering around. When we seen him down, it looked like it was the one. Maybe it was a first touch. Yeah, they're no, going it's the one. The one. Yep, they're going to finally, finally put the football down. It'll be first and ten. The Scots on their own one again. Do you fake the quarterback sneak here and maybe throw it, throw it like a – Streak route to either Thornton or Uraz. I mean, I, single coverage on the on the far side of the football field. We're on the left hash. Scott's going like from that. left to right on your radio dial. Yeah, single coverage out here. If you could get just enough blocking to throw that thing up for uh, is that is that Uraz out here on this far side? I can't tell the number. You got Federer coming into the lineup. Backfield here delayed. Now you go from two receivers left. Now you go slot receiver on the uh, far side of the field. Back to pass is Boyer looking, looking, got time, throws it up. Intended for the receiver. Nate Thornton caught at the 43-yard line, falls forward to about the – we'll see where they got forward progress. What a great catch by Nate Thornton. And, and Carter, Carter Boyer just threw it up there for him. Yeah. Go get it, young man. Well, when you got a 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", receivers that we have with Obstain and Giraz and Thornton, we've seen it week in, week out. We love our receiving core at Monmouth College, and, you know, they've definitely taken advantage of some mismatches. First and 10 at the 47-yard line. Pepperoni's Pizza, first down. Casual pizzeria chain serving wings of New York-style pies, including vegan and gluten-free options. Inside handoff to Devin Lawrence. He's got a hole into Rams territory. He hit that hole hard and got inside the 45 down to the 40. I think that was number six on the carry. Was that uh, – oh, yeah, you're right, Marcus Albers. Marcus Albers. Marcus Albers I, on the carry. A, well, I mean, that figures because Albers hits the hole hard. Yes, his explosion from the backfield there, I mean, he didn't waste any time getting through the hole, and there was a nice hole to go go through. But, man, he got uh, positive yards real quick there. Scott's quickly up on the football. First and 10 at the 10-yard line of the Rams. Now Boyer will keep trying to pick his way through the hole. Got That's a good hard run inside the 35 down to the 33, 32-yard line. That's a good run there by Boyer. It looked like a lot out of the gate. Yeah, and and I would say like up front we're just getting a lot of push, and I see Cornell making a host of changes, play in, play out. Second and two now. Pick up of eight for Boyer. He'll throw out a little bubble screen to the uh, slot receiver. Straight ahead, he's got the first down. Inside the 30, down to the 25-yard line. First and ten for the Scots, another pepperoni's pizza first now. And that throw kind of took him backwards a little bit. If he threw it out front, he might get some more positive yards out of there. I don't want to nitpick Carter Boyer by any means, but he just kind of threw it behind the yeah. receiver a little bit. Yep. fact is he throws out in front, that's probably a bigger game. Yep. First and 10 at the 25-yard line of the Rams. This started at the one-yard line. So Scott's trying to do a uh, – trying to get a 99-yard scoring drive here, at least for the touchdown anyway. Nine and a half minutes to go, second quarter. Scott's lead 15 to nothing over the Rams. Now we got a, a, a reverse, a fake reverse pass on the run. There is that uh, Federer. It is pass complete to Jake Gerez at the 14-yard line. 
There you go. Yeah. Somebody's listening. Yeah. Somebody's is, listening. Is Tag got a radio I, he uh, might. In, his, in his ear today? Yeah. It's a good call by you earlier. I know. If you're just joining us, folks, my broadcast partner, Brent Dugan, pretty much just called that the first quarter. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you talk enough, sometimes you can be right. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've made my whole career on that. <laughs> first and 10 Scots inside the red zone down to the 14-yard line, already leading 15 nothing. Trying to really, really make it tough on the Rams here. Boyer with Fetter, his sidecar to the right. Oh, now they're going to switch him off to the left. Now we got a flag on the play. Is it, uh, we got a delay a game here? I don't think so, but yep. it is delay a game. Yeah, couldn't quite get things straight. So it'll be first and 15 from the 19 yard line of the Rams. That seemed like a quick play clock, but I don't know. So the Scots on. First and 15 from the 19-yard line. It just gives you more room to play with sure. um, to get this touchdown on this next yeah. drive. More, right? more yardage. More yeah. yardage on your uh, on your stats. And this is a 99-yard drive. They do put it in the end zone here at and some they've point. Done, they've been so good at that this year. I'll, I'll, we'll look at the uh, scoring stats as far as percentage-wise inside the red zone. Back to pass. A little flare out. Looks harmless out of the gate. There it goes. There he goes. Brendan Bishop. He's going to dive into the end zone. Did he catch that pylon? I think he touchdown, did. That's yes. a touchdown, Scott's 19 yards from Carter Royer. For Brendan Bishop, another play that really looked kind of harmless. Yeah, it's a little bubble route, and and the basically the job of the receiver is to make one guy miss. You make one guy miss, and it's going to be a long yard, uh, long yards ahead of you. And great block. I can't. I didn't see if that was Thornton or your ass, but they had some great blocking downfield as well, and you got to have that on that bubble route. And here comes the all-important snap for the Scots. This time the snap's still a little low, but a nice job by Bishop to get the uh, ball down. The kick is good by Cody Zuck, but another not ideal snap there. No, and, and Bishop's like, heck, I just put it in the end zone. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to work any harder for this. Right. It is twenty-two nothing. Scots with six eleven to go or eight eleven to go. Second quarter. We'll be back in thirty seconds. Welcome back to the thirteen thirty WREM. RadioMammoth.com coverage of Scott's football. Scott's touchdown, Carter Boyer, 19 yards to Brendan Bishop, 22 to nothing. Scott's now for the uh, Farm King kickoff. That was a Robert Thompson trucking touchdown. Look good. Good drive there from the uh, one-yard line. And how, how important is that to the scouting report? You showed Riley Federer throwing the, throwing the football. I out wouldn't of know what to defend against the Scott's at this point. Was that, a was that an onside kick? kick? Yeah, that's uh, covered up by the Rams, but. I don't know. I couldn't tell if he mishit that or if that was a design. I think that was design onside kick just because of how the, they all run to the middle of the field there. Yeah, I, I haven't noticed any kind of crazy wind today. Well, and I... Why you would maybe do that, but man, just catch them off guard. Of course, then you're also saying, yeah. you know what? Defense I have this defense. Well. I have this <laughs> right. defense that I... I, I wouldn't be scared to onside kick at any point in time, depending on who you're playing. Yeah, and and as we say that loss of one. Yeah, another loss of one for yeah, the is, Rams. Second yeah, I wish 11. you'd get somewhat original, Sean. I've I've only heard you say that for the last two weeks. Another <laughs> right. loss of one. I'm another hit the thesaurus this week. Yeah. Right, just, it doesn't get boring though. Yeah. By the way, no, just yeah, exactly. Just keep, you yeah. keep talking. <laughs> right, and nowhere to go. And met at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> I got to find some more uh, some more adjectives for the Scots <laughs> defense, man, because it is especially against the run game. They've just smothered the run game the last two weeks yes it's it's definitely like you you were, we were talking about it's, it's it never gets boring and it just <laughs> honestly that's why you can onside kick uh, right <laughs> yeah 
no gain there. Second and ten. So they're going to say he did get back to the line of scrimmage with the uh, forward progress. So no TFL for the uh, tackler on that one. Delayed handoff. Delayed handoff gets uh, maybe two and strung out. Out to the 47 yard. It's a gain of three there. It'll be third and seven. I think if he puts his head down, he gets probably two or three more, but he tried to go, you know, sideline to sideline. You just can't do that against a small college defense. No, such an athletic defense. Such an athletic defense. Third and seven now with seven minutes to go. 22 nothing. Scott's leading the Rams. Trying to remain undefeated. Try to get a score in from the uh, big one today between Chicago and Rippon. Looks like uh, 16 to nothing Rippon. Uh, right now we'll uh, get how deep that game is going. Back to pass. Flare out to the left. Is knocked down. Just dropped. I think that was just flat drop by LaQuanta Crawford, and he Wait. claps his hands, knows he should have had that I one. see it on Sundays. I see it on Saturdays watching a lot of football that I do. That route was a five-yard route. That's not going to get you a first down. No, it's not. And from that spot, you can't really go for it either from, from you know, just route midfield. Right. I mean, if you're running a slant route, yes, maybe you hit them in stride and you get those two or three yards you need out of the catch. But that's a that's a button hook you, just, you were running there, and that's stopping the feet. You catch yep. it, you're going to get tackled from behind. And you're just doing a favor to Monmouth College, true. As a, as a, I mean, that's what the play did. It just kind of let Monmouth College walk you into – an incomplete pass. Rams punt is going to hit at about the 30-yard line. Take a kind of a sideways bounce there. Not a huge bounce for the Rams, so it'll go out of bounds. And we'll see where they spot the football. Still walking, still walking. Out to the 30, 32. Wow, that's – no, no, no. That's just the uh, – Official wandering there. They're going to call the play dead at the 21-yard line. Looked like the official on the sideline just kept walking up the sideline and out to the 30. But they're going to call it dead at the 21-yard line. Scott's offense back on the field. I don't think I'd pick a Flockington, their punter. He's 5'11". He's one of the biggest punters you find. 230. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Addison Fletcher's put together as well. <laughs> right. 5'11", 230. Yeah, I don't think Addison's going to get up to 230. That's for sure. Carter Boyer. A little screen pass uh, incomplete to Jake Urez. Second and ten for uh, for the Scots. Try to do that bubble route again, and two guys blocking that trips trips right, and they were basically on top of each other. You knew that probably was the bubble. I mean, I, I don't know. That's kind of the read I had right away was the bubble screen and trying to get that. Like they did the last play, they got a touchdown out of it with Bishop from 19 yards out. Scots scored on their first possession, then had a little bit of a gap there. Seven up at the end of the first quarter. Now they've really put the pressure on the Rams with a couple touchdowns here in the second. Six and a half minutes left, second quarter, they lead 22-0. Standing straight up and down as Boyer throws it out the left, complete. To Nate Thornton, that'll be enough for a first down. So, that just He just took a step, calmly, flicked it out there to Jake Yeah, Gerard. and when you're 10 yards off the ball as a defensive <laughs> back, take, yeah, take these yards. Gives us another pepperoni's pizza first down. Plenty of those today. Casual, casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York style pies, including vegan and gluten free options. Scott's first and 10 from their own 31 yard line with six minutes to go. They'll back out and get a new play call in. Lawrence, the sidecar, goes from the right to the left. On first and 10, the snap to Boyer. Straight ahead is Lawrence. And back to the line of scrimmage, and that is about it. I Devin on the season. What's uh, what's Devin's stats here on the season? Well, while you're looking that up, I I would have 
as a quarterback, I would have tried to audible out of that. They had a f- five men in the box with two two linebackers. That's seven guys in the box. I think I would have got out of that play and tried you to. Know, they actually backed out and got a play call in from the side, and then that must have been what came in. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, Once they seen this, the box was stacked, it's odd that they still went with that play. Now little bubble screen out to Nate Thornton, or is that uh, – is that your as? No, that's uh, uh, Nick Obsaint. Excuse me, Nick Obsaint with the catch. He's going to be short of the first down, so that'll bring up the Scots third down and about four, so a gain of six. Manageable, third manageable. Yep. I mean, that's that's what that playing design's for. Yeah, you want to hit it for a little bit bigger yardage to get the first down, but you want to make sure you get a third and short here, and especially in your own territory. Third and four with under five minutes to go here in the first half. Ball in the 37-yard line. Boyer, little quarterback draw up the middle. He's got a lane. He has got just enough for a first down, maybe a yard extra out quickly, to the 42. But he had a pretty yeah, good lane there. Yeah, Boyer, five yards out to the 42. So that'll move the sticks. Another pepperoni's pizza first down for Monmouth College. See if they can maybe... One of those long drives and just kill this clock in the first half, get in the end zone. Call it a day's work for at least the first 30 minutes of this one. Boyer calmly steps back again. Now he throws over the middle, complete at midfield. Dylan Bone. Dylan Bone, I believe, yeah. And that's, yeah, Bone, that's a nice catch there by Bone. It looked almost like a quarterback draw to a certain degree, and then as he stepped up in the pocket and got hit, Saw Dylan right over across the middle there, a nice little game. Is that something you would purposely option? We'll call the quarterback draw, but if it's not there, stop. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, know if that's something you wrinkle you'd put in. Yeah, what what you jeopardize there is if you have an offensive lineman too far downfield because he's reading run or whatever the case may be. And we might have just had that maybe There's a penalty on the play. I didn't see the flag. I I think that's what the call. Yeah, I didn't get to see the uh, referee's call either. So that's going to bring it back. That had to have been a hold or something because they're going all the way back to the wow. 30 or maybe a 15-yarder. No, it's just a 10. Probably 37-yard line is where they'll put the football down. Yeah, I think it's a legal man downfield, which a which lot of could, times with that, that RPO. Yeah, sure. with that RPO, sure. that's kind of what happens in those type of plays. Second and 15. A lot of teams Wisconsin are going 37. Excuse me, Sean. A lot of teams are going to that. You know, with Philadelphia Eagles' success in the sure. NFL, their RPO is top notch. Boy, once one thing hits at all levels of football, everybody tries to adopt it, don't yeah, they? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of copycat in all levels of football. Carter Boyer passed to Marcus Albers uh, about uh, yeah, about a five yard about a five yard gain. So to take it back to the original line of scrimmage, it'll be second and a uh, third and ten for the uh, Scots from their own 42 with three and a half minutes to go. All three timeouts for both ball clubs here. Scots would love nothing more than to at least get get uh, this first half ended 22-0 minimum right now, and you'll take that. Boyer waiting for the snap. Finally gets it. Little play action pass. Fake to Lawrence, off running off to his right, scrambling right. He's got a man complete. That is Nick Obsaint inside Rams territory. That's going to be a first down. That's a gain of about not close to 20. We'll call it 19 yards for yeah. the Scots. A long developing route, but the best part about that was you just had to read what, if they took Yeraz on the far right, their sidelines, 
which is what they did. You had Obsaint right there in the middle. So good read by Carter Boyer. Trips left. Back to pass again. Boyer looking out to the right side. Got the single single man to the right. That is Jake Urez. He's still on his feet inside the 20. Inside the 15. Trying to get to that far pylon. And he's going to – did he just – I think he just tripped down. <laughs> I think the 12-yard line got, got the credit for the tackle on that. <laughs> A little too much paint. On the uh, turf field here on the 12-yard line because Jake Urez just kind of went down on his own. I don't know what his gain on that was. Probably about 30 <laughs> yards, but I think he ran. He was running about yeah, 60. Yeah, he was on the right sideline. He was trying to get all the way to the left left uh, pylon there. But it is a first down. Pepperoni's Pizza first and 10 for the Scots. I'm laughing because now we got Bergeron in because Urez is like, I need a sub after <laughs> running 60-some yards. Yeah, I thought he was going to house that. He just kind of tripped up. It's a long way to run. Just ran out of gas probably. I got tired watching him, Sean. <laughs> First and ten for the Scots, and the whistle's going to blow the play dead. Did you see what Devin did there? He was looking at – he pulled up. Yeah, he yeah, like he was going to throw it, yeah. That would that be something? You didn't convince anybody. <laughs> well, maybe a late timeout there. I don't I don't know. I can, looks like there was a timeout. Yeah, timeout by Cornell taking a timeout, 146. They want a little, little time left, I think, here to maybe answer, but – a uh, Tickham's Electric timeout, our first one of the ball game, and it is taken by Cornell. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Welcome back to Scott's Football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM. It is the Scots leading 22 to nothing over the uh, Cornell Rams here late in the uh, first half following a Cornell timeout. We'll uh, see what the uh, Scots are going to can dial up here. Well, you think they're Cornell called that timeout probably to send some type of blitz? I mean, why would you call timeout if you weren't going to do something to try to stop this Monmouth College offense, which they haven't done to this point? No, right? they haven't done at all to this point. Twenty-two to nothing here. Um, it looks like uh, the Scouts are going to go on uh, on uh, Carter Boyer back to pass complete to uh, oh, there's there's his counterpart, Riley Fetter, touchdown Scots. Oh, nice. Uh, you know what? I, I they put that in a couple what three weeks ago. They oh, put in flag this. on the field. Oh, great! Holding on the uh, Scots. That's going to bring it back. That's going to bring it back from uh, would have been uh, took away a 13 yard touchdown pass from Carter Boyer to his uh, counterpart Riley Fetter. But the holding call is going to bring it back to the. Can you imagine that conversation in the huddle? I bet you Riley's telling him he's open all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what receivers come <laughs> that's back. That's what receivers do. That's what he hears. So tell me Federer's not doing that. I mean, I, <laughs> I know Riley just a little bit, but I, I, I can see him saying that. You know, hey, I am open. Throw it to me. That's going to take it back to the 17-yard line, second or the 20-yard line following the, uh, the holding call. So second and 17 from the Cornell 20. Carter Boyer back to pass, complete. Looks like over the middle to Nate Thornton. So that'll get 10 of it back. It'll be third down from the uh, Cornell 10-yard line here with time uh, running out here in the first half. Scott's with all three timeouts left. Look at look at all these options that Coach Freetag has, Coach Braun. You got an amazing amount of, Thornton, of options. Thornton, Obsane. We've called all those names, and then you got Riley throwing it out of the backfield. Uh, oh, let's don't forget about Devin Lawrence and Pinkert, right? I mean – this is right. probably one Devin of the better Pinkard probably starts for a lot for oh. and he has for the Scots this year at times. Right. And this is probably one of the better offensive line line or lineups we could probably put up against a lot of the teams in the past. Um yeah, Mr. Tanny's Mr. Tanny, but uh I would tell you the package of what Mama College brings to the field too deep, uh game in, game out is is really a luxury. 
So it'll be a timeout taken by the Scots. With their 22 to nothing lead, they'll be faced with a third down from the 10-yard line. It looks to me, and I, I'm third and about seven. Kind of assuming, uh, you know, if you're Cornell, you got to do something different because you're getting pushed all over the field. That timeout that they took uh, a couple plays back changed the defensive front and how they were going to do things. And I've seen them trying to do some twists and that kind of stuff um, from the outside, the end and tackle position, but. Yeah, they're just trying something different, and they at this point hasn't had they have not stopped Monmouth College. Monmouth College has gone up and down the field uh, pretty dominantly here in the first half. Timeout taken by the Scouts. We're we'll back in thirty seconds here on AM thirteen thirty FM ninety four point one WRAM. Welcome back to the WRAM uh, coverage of Monmouth College Fighting Scott football here on uh, third and seven for the Scots. It's Carter Boyer. Looking across the middle, you've got Jake Uraz for five yards down to the, the five-yard line of corner. It looks like the Scots are going to go for it, hurrying back up on the football on fourth and two with 35 seconds to go. They do have a couple of timeouts if they need them. They're going to go quick. Riley Fetter off to the right. Uh, Fetter lining up out of the quarterback spot. Not a bad place for a Fetter for sure. Right. They haven't shown this package to this point. Four yards. He's got the first down down to the Cornell one just short of the goal line. Quickly, the Scots back up on the ball. Fetter is going to stay at quarterback. They give to Devin Lawrence off the right, just off the right side. He's in for the touchdown. The Scots get on the board with 28 seconds left here in this first half to get up 28 to nothing pending the extra point. And he kind of knew that Mom's College was going to go for it. I mean, why wouldn't they? they? I mean, you're giving Cornell 95 yards to go to try to score against the stingy defense that Mom's College has. It almost, yeah, you almost have to go for that and, you know, get the seven points. Well, hopefully get the seven points. Yeah, it's been kind of it's been kind of iffy, but the uh, Zelk on for the extra point. Uh, Brandon Bishop, the holder, snap is good, hold is uh, good, and the kick is good. Cody Zelk, extra point is good. Twenty nine to nothing, following the one yard touchdown run by Devin Lawrence with uh, twenty eight seconds to go. We'll be back in thirty seconds. One yard touchdown run by Devin Lawrence, and the extra point is good. 29 to nothing for the Scots over the uh, Cornell Rams, and Zelcon for the, for the uh, Farm King kickoff. Touchdown sponsored by Robert Thompson Trucking for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs. Call Robert Thompson Trucking at 2697. Zelk's kick down to the, uh, looks like taken by Cole Reed at the 11. Ooh, good return. Good return by Reed. He's well into Scott's territory, down to the 38-yard line. That's a good return there by uh, Cole Reed for the uh, Rams. Yeah, and then with, you know, if you if you do a good job on the kick, the kick team, you're you're looking at them just kneeling. But right now, I'd say Col- uh, Cornell's probably looking for a scoring opportunity here before the half ends. Yeah, offense on the field. John Smith trying to get the Rams on the board here in the first half. Again, not a not a great kicking game for the Rams. So. You're thinking seven here for sure. You're yeah, already down twenty nine nothing. And I, how many timeouts they have left, Sean? One. Yeah, it looks I like know. just one down uh, for the Cornell Rams. Smith under pressure, under pressure on first and ten. He's going to be sacked. Nick Serrano gets to John Smith two yards behind the line of scrimmage. It'll be second and twelve for the Rams. Yeah, and we've we've seen this so too often that Monmouth College defense won't won't allow you to get any positive gains. It's just. Uh, Rough, rough time uh, on the offensive side of things for Cornell, and we said that last week with Bulloyt. We said that the week before with the University of Chicago. We even had a tough time getting the ball up and down the field. Timeout taken by Cornell. We'll be back. <laughs> 
in 30 seconds. Scouts football here on WRAM and RadioMammoth.com. It is second and 12 now for the Cornell Rams with with 14 seconds to go on the clock. Looks like uh, Tony Gomez is going to get the run up the middle. Five yards down to about the 35. So Cornell, not uh, I don't know if they're just trying to get out of this first half or that's kind of an odd call. It when is. You, when you're in scoring position. It is. A little kinda. delayed handoff trying to get uh, Mammoth College kind of almost getting past that first wave of guys coming after the quarterback. Timeout taken by the uh, Cornell Rams. So they did have one left. That's it. That's yeah. their final timeout. We'll take a 30-second break with uh, 14 seconds to go. 29 to nothing. The Scots leading the Cornell Rams. Welcome back to the Scots football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM on third and 12 from the uh, Scots 40. Should be probably maybe the final play of the ball game here as the uh, Cornell Rams takes the snap. Uh, John Smith rolling, 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 looking downfield, looking downfield. Deep throw to the end zone. It's going to be incomplete as the uh, Scots uh, play some pretty solid defense on that. That'll be the end of the first half with the uh, Scots leading 29 nothing. Good half. Yeah, great. Great half and, and did nothing to the keys of the game, right? I mean, we scored 29 points there in the first half. It's what they've done, and they've gave their opponents zero. And uh, I don't know what else we can expect. We'd probably call this game without any uh, blindfolded, right? I mean, that's kind of how the script has been for all the wins that we've gotten this far, and, and why wouldn't it be that way today? Well, they're going to say uh, Smith was actually on his way down to the ground when he when he chucked it downfield. They're going to give Corbin Personette credit for a sack of, of 13 yards as Smith was just scrambling back there, and just before he got rid of it, his knee must have hit the turf. It was really tough for us to see that on the screen, so it, it – um... Yeah, but I'm not surprised, right, Personette? Yeah, second sack. That's that's the second sack today. Yeah, and I know, I know his stat line. What is he around six and a half now? Yeah, seven coming off the record-setting single-season year last year, fourteen and a half. So and we we a long even, way to go. We've even talked about it. It seems like he has more than that because he's always in the backfield, and maybe he doesn't get the necessarily the sack or the credit for the sack, but he gets a lot of uh, pressure on the quarterbacks and makes them do some things they aren't they they really the offense can't can't uh can't defend we'll take a uh, little break here about a three minute break come back with uh, the halftime stats between monmouth college and cornell with the scots leading 29 to nothing at the halftime break and we'll also break down some high school stuff the big selection show tonight a lot of our local teams are going to be taking part in the uh in the postseason and they'll find out exactly where they go tonight we'll see what the expert himself steve Susi, the uh the mel kuyper of Illinois high school football. <laughs> See what he's got in store for maybe some of our local teams as of uh, before we went on the air today for the uh, Scots game. We'll be back in three minutes. Welcome back to Scots football as we start the halftime show. It's been all Scots, at least in the second quarter. 7 nothing Scots after the uh, first 15 minutes of play and then 22 second quarter points. Well, the Scots gives them a 29 to nothing lead over the Cornell Rams trying to stay in first place in the Midwest Conference. As we start the halftime show, brought to you by LMP Insurance Agency. For your auto, home, commercial, life, and farm insurance needs, contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734-2116. I'm Sean Temple alongside Brent Dugan. Doogie, your thoughts on the first half? Holy cow. Total dominance of, of the game on both sides of the ball. And, and, you know, we get kind of caught up, I think, sometimes in just doing the play-by-play and the color. But, then you get to see the stats at halftime. 17 first downs to two. Um, what, 138 yards rushing to minus five. 
you know, <laughs> the average isn't even right to say, yeah, your your average rush is minus point three. Minus point three. Every time you rush the football, you're losing one third of it. That's you're why one foot. Yep, that's why I take algebra or something <laughs> right. like that, whatever the heck that right. class was. I and they said we'd never use it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then doing whatever you want to do in the passing or the running game, you know, yeah, pass. You're fifteen for eighteen. Uh, you do have the one pick, uh, which was just a little bit late and and the you know didn't throw it on time there. But other than that, that's the only thing I saw flaw other than the snaps to yeah. Bishop. Um, again, we're we're gonna be Coach Braun for just a second and try to pick Monmouth College and what they're doing, what they did in the first half. Just try to pick them apart a little bit. Um, did put the ball on the ground once for a fumble, but did not lose it. Other than that, it's just total dominance. Very rarely do you see 351 total yards to seven uh, in a ball game, and that's what it is today. Scott's 351 total for the first half, seven yards for Cornell. And they had 28. And they had 28 plays. 28 plays to get seven yards. So yeah, dominating. do the math on that. You know, next 28 plays, you're going to have total 14 yards, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's what the averages <laughs> right. say. Yep, yep. That's what the averages would definitely say. As far as uh, individual stats today, uh, what do we got here? Go ahead and break her down there. Well, we got Carter Boyer, Carter Boyer for 14 of 17, the one pick we just talked about, but 202, a touchdown. Uh, Riley has the one out of, out of the backfield, by the way. Wasn't in the quarterback position. He's one for one. Um, he has zero interceptions, and that was 11-yard completion to Uraz. Uh, Thornton, four catches, 97 yards. Ohum, they really didn't <laughs> think like, seem like he got 97. Got got one on that big play right there when we were down, backed into our own end zone when Carter Boyer hooked up about a 50-some-yard gain, uh, 46 actually on the stat line. Four catches for uh, Mr. Uraz at 48 yards, 12-yard uh, average. Ob Saint, uh, we talked about him kind of being in the windows today. And being there in that zone coverage, that two deep coverage that they got, five catches, 44 yards, one catch for Bishop, 19-yard touchdown. And then Mr. Albers had that one catch on that little uh, delayed, little uh, kind of a screen route to the left side there for five yards. The rushing, hoo-hoo, Carter Boyer, fire, five okay, attempts and 74 yards. That's the passing quarterback, though, right? Yeah, supposedly, <laughs> right? And then Devin Lawrence, he's put a nice day together getting back in the lineup after sitting last week out, nine nine rushes for 47 yards and, and two touchdowns, put the ball in the end zone and two good runs, two hard runs, one up the middle for one yard, and the other one was kind of a 10-yard gain where he twi- twisted and turned and got in the end zone. And then Albers won, you know, we shot out of a cannon and got that 13-yard gain and then Yep, Riley Federer, that package they've been putting together for the last couple of weeks, and it's harder to defend. Puts another uh, athlete out there on the field and gives them another option. Look, take a look at the Cornell stats. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> two of eight well, passing. This take long. Yeah, two of eight passing for 12 yards. Uh, sacked four times, um, Smith was. And uh, looks like well, Gomez, uh, I don't he had the interception on that uh, halfback pass, if if you recall. Oh, yeah, right, got right. Got down on the one. It got us kind of backed into that one-yard uh, one yard line, and we did a quarterback sneak and didn't get any further. But that was really the only thing Monmouth College um, didn't do well was that, that particular possession. Uh, Gomez, eight, eight carries, 24 yards. Um, then you got two carries by – what's his name, Broad? He had two catch, or I'm sorry, two rushes for three yards, and and the rest of them not much at all. And, and truthfully, there isn't much there to gain at all. It's just uh, no holes there in the offense, and the defense has done a great job to this point. The defensive line has. Nick Serrano looks like it's leading the uh, defensive effort there with uh, six tackles, had one uh, 
one tackle for loss, uh, two tackles for losses for Corbin Personette with a couple sacks there. You got to like that. Yeah, and then we, we get uh, kind of sold on Personette, what he does, Baker, what he does. But Serrano's definitely, his name's been called more and more lately. And, and you know, Mr. Brent. I gotta, I gotta take credit for that, right? A little bit, you know. That's right. Brent, yes, Brent you do. Yep. No. But if I, he had the scoop and score last week. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, because yes. that's what that name stuck with me from last week. Right. And he's, he, we've called his name more and mm-hmm. more over the last couple of weeks. So it's good to see new names in there. And if you're doing that, as Coach Braun said, I've seen improvements week in, week out. He gave a lot of credit to the second team, the third team, showing you know, what the other team's going to do. And he's even given them a lot of credit to how the improvements have been made over the course of this season. Very rarely. What was this, the seventh game? Was, was Scott, the seventh game of the season. Scott's 6-1 and one overall uh, coming into this one. Uh, so it's the seventh game, and very rarely can you say, and, and I, I talked about this with Coach Braun in the pregame interview for you folks just joining us, that very rarely can you say a team gets better Seven games. I mean, you'd have a hiccup in there. But I honestly, thinking back to the first game against Wartburg, we have steadily gotten better in all seven. Well, and really, you didn't see our offense miss a beat last week no. against Bloy. You're talking a college football team here. You're not talking right. uh, high school football where you can see a lot of mismatches, especially when the second string gets in there. But Braden Dean led the ball, led the team up and down the field just as much as Carter Boyer did or Riley Federer has throughout the season. Uh, lots of high school football last night before we get the uh, second half uh, underway here. Still about eight minutes up on the clock for, uh, for second half uh, coverage here between Monmouth College and, uh, and uh, the Cornell Rams. Lots of high school football last night with the playoffs starting next week. It was week nine, final regular season game for, uh, for uh, nearly, well, final, final game of the season for a lot of our area teams, but not for some others. Some others are going to be moving on to play football next week. And how exciting, you know, we're, we're talking about – Tonight, you know, seeing where you're going to go. Some of these teams are going to be home hosting a game here or there. And, and it's always dangerous, right? Because you got these teams that will play in those conferences where they're going to play the 2A, 3A, 4A teams. And then they get come back to reality and say, okay, we're going to play a little bit, maybe not as stiff competition as we've had throughout the year. Aurora Christian comes to mind, right? The, the schedule they have throughout the season. And then they get to the playoffs, they're a 12 seed. And you know they're they're staring down somebody that uh, maybe they're just better than on paper just because yep. they got some talent up there at that level, but they've been playing against four A five A teams at times. Big uh, the big games last night. Uh, well, Mama Throwsville took it on the chin. Princeton's the real deal, man. They they were number three in Class Three A coming in undefeated, uh, just rolled through the Three Rivers Eastern Conference, hardly challenged in their first eight ball games. Uh, just got ahead early of Mama Throwsville. I didn't get a chance to broadcast that one, but heard it. On the way back from uh, from where from where my wife and I were headed, and uh, they jumped out early. I mean, early and often the, the Titans put the ball on the turf. Their first offensive play after a Princeton touchdown, boom, they take it right back in. Fourteen seconds before the fans got settled in their seats. <laughs> yeah, well, and <laughs> you can't do that against you, the good teams. You like cannot that. do that against good teams, and good teams are going to take advantage of those situations. I've seen it oh too often, and and you got to play perfect games. Against you do. Those type of you teams. do. Yeah, so the Titans fall forty-eight to nothing to the Princeton Tigers. Uh, Titans still in the playoffs, so at five and four. Bad news for Titan fans is, uh, you know, coming off of last season, uh, having to go to Immaculate Conception up in the Chicago area. Well, it looks like that's where the Titans are nearly assuredly going to go. Uh, we don't know for sure till they come out, but just with everything that shook out and Steve Susi uh, saying it was probably if the big game for Monmouth Roseville today was Chicago Clark. And Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park was the favorite in that one. 
heavy favorite. Heavy favorite in that one. And if, if Lincoln Park would have would have done their business, it would have been a coin flip to see where, with all the tiebreakers and everything, between IC Catholic, where they went last year, and Stillman Valley, another good ball club, uh, another ranked team in 3A. But you don't have to go to the private school. That's just what I'm saying. I said that. Not you. I said that. <laughs> uh, but you, then you get to go to Stillman Valley, which is another quality football team. But – Clark pulls the upset over Lincoln Park uh, this morning in Chicago, like a 10 a.m. start this morning. So the, the looks like the Titans are locked into going to uh, Immaculate Conception again this year. Yeah, and, and I know Coach Adolphson well enough, and I know the twist he's going to put on this. Hey, listen, we can't do the mistakes to ourselves. I, and, and I know he, Coach Braun even talked about it. you got to worry about yourself sometimes, mm-hmm. not necessarily your opponent. And if you take care of yourself, a lot of times the game will take care of itself too. Um, so you can't you can't put the ball in the turf no. and have that short field type of situation. You got to make them play long field um, the whole game, and then you got to put the ball in the end zone, and that's yeah. what it comes down to. And you know upsets happen all the time in playoffs, so why can't you be that guy and that team that uh, can do it this year? Absolutely, you just got to come out and play play your best game of the year, and, and hope your opponent doesn't play his best game of the year. And then you shake the dice and see where it rolls out. Yeah, exactly, and and. I've been on the coaching side of things, knowing that you're at a. It's going to be an uphill battle the whole game, and but I've also been there to see those upsets happen. And and like I said, you got to play the game, and if you play the game right, uh, you'll definitely be in there until the end. We know um, just with the history of what uh, IC brings to the table, they're always they're always outstanding yeah. football team. Got a great program up there, and they're 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 staring down the state title game year in year out. Seems like it for yep. sure. Uh, so we'll find so we'll find out for sure tonight on the IHSA playoff show. I think it starts at eight o'clock tonight. The selection started at eight o'clock. I think the show itself starts at seven thirty. Then they start rolling the teams out. I think at eight, eight ten, eight twenty. So three A will be right around eight twenty tonight. I'm sure there'll be some some people tuned in. It's the selection show, man. Everybody's gonna be watching it. Yeah, exactly. March Madness. March Madness. Same we'll, we'll same call kind it, of thing. What yeah, October? Late October Madness. Millions of people. All right, we'll kind of go through our local teams. Class one A, Robo Williamsfield. Uh, now, this is all, again, folks, according to uh, Steve Susi, and he does a really solid job of, of kind of predicting things. Not 100%, but he's, uh, he's, he's pretty close. He's got Robo Williams. So uh, congratulations to Coach Goldstrand and getting the Cougars in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I know it didn't end the way he wanted it to against Knoxville last night, but Knoxville's a tough team, and they got back on track after two consecutive losses. So they got themselves back on track and raring to go in the playoffs as well. But like you said, great great season for Robo Williamsfield, and – I know they're they're big up front on both sides of the ball, and and maybe they get somebody that they can push all over the field in that first round. Stark County is what it looks like for Steve Susi, an LTC I, battle in the first yeah, round. Yeah, exactly. How how <laughs> can we get some other team to play right? But uh, right, right. Same token is I know they played a couple three weeks back, and it went Robo Williamsfield's way. I think if I'm if I if I'm correct on that. So you just go back to the old scouting report on that and. Truthfully, uh, in, in the first week, you're kind of just looking at old film and, and what you did right and wrong in that first game. Uh, and then you, you alluded to it already. What a, what a finish in the Lincoln Trail Conference. They're going to have three teams at 6-1, and one, Animal, Weathersfield, Mercer County, and Knoxville, all tied at 6-1 and one after last night. Uh, Mercer County just throttling Animal and Weathersfield, 43 to nothing. And then Knoxville gets the, uh, gets the big win over Robo Williamsfield, 55-20. Three-way tie. At six and one, I don't know how the official team gets put in. Or the official champ. Yeah, I don't know if the LTC says you're all co-champs, or I don't know how they did. Because I know A Town and Knoxville tied last year. Right. And I don't remember how that went. Who well, got the official? 
I think Atown not. did last last okay. year, and With I'm the head to head head to head competition. Right. In this case, right. there's three teams, and they all beat each other and. And with Mercer County, that I kind of saw that. You know, I looked at that score. I'm like, kind of did a wow. double take on it. Yeah, surprising not putting Mercer County down. Just, no, because they they put some points up. At but times. Anna Wel- Weathersfield has been putting yes. points on the board as yep. well. Yep. So it's a compliment to Mercer County, County's defense. And I know that they had a great win early in the season against Farmington. Came back against Knoxville. Knoxville uh, at home that that night, third week of the season, I think. Uh, put it to them a little bit, and I think it ended up being a two touchdown. But it was close up until mm-hmm. that point. So those two teams will be going in the playoffs feeling pretty good about themselves, Mercer County. Well, actually, all three, and one Weathersfield as well. But I, they're going to be licking their wins a little bit after that. Be, yeah. Be and down. with that loss in Class 1A, Steve Susie has Animal Weathersfield playing Aurora Christian. You you backed yourself into a into a battle with Aurora Christian now. Yeah, you were probably thinking, okay, we play Mercer County that last week. We do what we need to do and get the W. You're not facing Aurora Christian, no. and now you are. A 12 seed, mind you, in Class 1. A 12 but that's, seed. You know, that's not your normal 12 seed. No, it's not your normal 12 seed. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, also, Farmington in Class 2A, it looks like they will get a matchup with El Paso Gridley, who's another quality team. That'll be, that, might be the, that might be the game of the weekend uh, it, next weekend in 2A, Farmington versus It EPG. might be, yeah, it might be. And, and, and granted, you're, you're talking about uh, a two-loss team with Farmington. You haven't been able to say that for probably, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. They have had two losses going into the playoffs. So it's been a while since they've had two losses going into into that setting but still in the playoffs and a compliment to coach Vallis. and in 2a mercer county looks like they're going to get uh, most likely a matchup with bloomington central catholic that's not what you want for mercer county it seems like mercer county always gets they do get somebody crummy draw with, all the time uh, some kind of uh unboundaried school we'll yes. call it that yes. unboundaried school knoxville uh looks like they will get a a, a matchup with men in unity in class 2a and then the Macomb Bombers, 9-0 Macomb Bombers, they'll play uh, Spring Valley Hall most likely, according to Steve Succi, uh, Spring Valley Hall and Mac Resetich, the running back for Spring Valley Hall. That should be a good one for Macomb and Spring Valley Hall. Yeah, that would be a good one. And, and Macomb's had a great year this year, 9-0, and 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 they haven't been able to say that in, in the past. Oh, it's they, been, they, been a while. They, they've had a total uh, – recovery uh from what the football program was last two or three years when they weren't even thinking about playoffs in week seven they mm-hmm. were they were kind of out of the mix and it's good to see them get a rebound and get get to be 9-0 and have that first week matchup at home both teams back on the field here in cornell at mount vernon uh iowa cornell college they trail the scots 29 to nothing and they will be they kick they will be kicking off to the scots here to start the second half our firm king kickoff the family store with more since 1959 Mitchell's kickoff down to the uh, Scots 1. Albers on the return for Monmouth College. Uh, out over the 15. Not uh, a bad return. Out near the 20. It'll be just short of the 20. Oh, It'll be uh, first has and 10. Your ass. And the first play from scrimmage is to your ass. He shakes a tackler at the 45-yard line. Big gain for the Scots from their own 19 on first and 10 in Cornell territory. You know, great job by the offensive line. That, that play took a long time to develop uh, with a couple of – secondary routes there and Uraz got wide open here on the sidelines uh, I think if Carter Boyer puts a little more air on under that and of course he threw it 50 yards down the field <laughs> off his back foot basically so I don't know what I'm asking for necessarily but uh, perfection that's yeah what I want 65 you can yards. do that from the from the press box you, you can, can ask for too. perfection up here yeah but a great job with the offensive line and gave him a nice uh, cup to throw out of there in Cornell territory at the 44-yard line, little pitch out to Nick Obsaint, little wide receiver screen, gets to the sideline, turns the corner, and inside the 40, 
good gain there of about seven or eight on the play down to the 38-yard line, I think is where they'll put the football down. It'll be second and about three for the Scots. All that is a long handoff. Yeah, just get it out to Nick, and it was very slow moving. It's like everybody stopped, waited for Nick to catch the ball. Okay, now let's do something. That was defensively, too. Everybody's just kind of standing around. Looked a little delayed, yep. Second and three for Monmouth College. Carter Boyer, who has started the last, well, last, what, two or three games, done a great job. As uh, Fetter started the season and kind of been in and out to give to Devin Lawrence, and he made the first man miss. Not going to make – he's oh. still on his feet. I thought his knee might have touched the 37. He's going to take it into the, the end zone. Yeah, they didn't stop the play. And I don't see any uh, – well, there's a couple of <laughs> Cornell Ram players pointing back to where they thought that – hell, they're going to give him a touchdown. Devin Lawrence, a score from – what, 40, 30, what, 38, 37 yards out. And if we're going to make this give a little visual tense to it, I guess, it almost, what it, like a leg tackle. Yes. The, the guy had a hold of his leg, and he broke the tackle, but it almost looked like his leg was horizontal to the ground. I don't know how the knee did not touch And the touch knee there. didn't touch. So, yeah, exactly. What we saw at first was a possibility of a two- to three-yard gain. Nice job by Devin breaking tackles. Yeah, he had to make the first guy miss with a nice spin move. I mean, actually, the defender kind of – his legs kind of wobbled and went down. The old ankle breaker, I think. I don't know if the kids are still using that term or not, but the ankle breaker on the spin. <laughs> I gave some body English in my chair. I know that because it was one of those <laughs> – Right. You gave him a juke and a jive, and the next thing you know, he's in the end zone. Great Cody job Zelk's by extra point is good. It is 36 to nothing, Scots, with 13.25 to go in the third quarter. The Robert Thompson trucking touchdown. We'll be back with the kickoff. Welcome back to Scots football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM. It has been Scots from the outset scoring on their first drive. Then had a little bit of a lull in scoring there. But uh, since then, since that, uh, what, just started the second quarter, it's been all Scots, 36 nothing. Yeah, and I would say we went the conservative route there, getting pinned in on that one-yard line with the – the great kick or punt that they had, or I'm sorry, that was on an interception where they were on the one-yard line, kind of pinned deep, took a conservative way of play calling, which is fine by me, and, and kind of flipped the field position a little bit and scored on the next possession. So great job up until that point. I mean, that was, I, I, if I recall, that's the only failed drive that we had. Yeah, right, yeah, that's a great point. Kickoff by Zelk, uh, pick it uh, up by Reed, out to about the 11-yard line, and that's about it. But first play from scrimmage, Tony Gomez, 36 yards out to the 47-yard line. That's a uh, that what what quintupled their their total yardage for the quintupled <laughs> so folks. That's the play or that's the call. Quintupled, <laughs> 36 yards. Well, they I think they had seven in the first half. Yeah, they did. That that multiplied it by five right there, out to the 47 there. Yeah, the drive going here. One play drive out for, for 36 yards. <laughs> and uh, the funny part is we're, we're kind of almost amazed that I, that's actually yeah. what happened. I, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't say one-yard loss. <laughs> right? Just automatically comes out. And yep. there's the snap, one-yard loss. So it'll be first and 10 for the Cornell Rams on their own 47 straight ahead. Joel Lacey running back for the uh, – for the uh, – uh, Cornell Rams, and we haven't seen Daniel Hammer at all, and he was listed as a starter today for the Cornell Rams, and I don't think we've seen we've seen Hammer at all today. It's been Joel Lacey and and uh, who else? They had a, another uh, young man running the football, and it was uh, it was number eight, Tony Gomez, and Joel Lacey kind of extensively today. Yeah, and even in the quarterback position, we've seen Smith, which according to the two deep, he's second string. Right. Well, yeah. Again, we don't yeah. put our right. I'm, put a hot hot. Hot stock here on that kind of stuff that we get information wise, but 
Second and six for the Rams. Rolling right is Smith off the play action. He's got a man wide open at the 38-yard line. Gets it inside the 35. That is uh, Cole Reed for about 17 yards. First and 10 for the Cornell Rams. A couple of big plays here. Some adjustments at the second half. All coaches make them, right? Right, and and this has kind of been Monmouth College's downfall in the second half. You know, third quarter, they've been outscored by one point um, against their opponents, 35-34 in the third quarter. So I know Coach Braun, if he's going to find something nitpick um, <laughs> in this particular game, that's going to be this drive alone. And let's see what Monmouth College defense does. Try to prevent him out, you know, getting in the end zone. And I think that would be a deflation to the Cornell Rams right now. Keeper Ooh. by Smith. Looks like a horse collar tackle. There's the late flag. Yeah, there's Cornell Ram head coach uh, uh, Coach Pfeiffer out on the field with his hands out. Like, let's see the flag. Dan Pfeiffer in his second season with the Rams. It's a gain of a, uh, well, about, about five on the play. So if you attack another 15 onto that. And you talked about Daniel Ham- Hammer. We hadn't oh, seen yeah, him to this point, is. but he yeah. was out there on that particular play. I don't know if he's fighting. Maybe we don't want to speculate. Maybe an injury. But there's your uh, horse collar tackle moving the ball a little close to the end zone. It's going to get it uh, inside the 15 at the 14. Put the football down. It'll be first and 10 for the Rams. But they've been inside the 20 a couple times today and been uh, shut out. Well, in their first possession, they they did a nice job of of play calling and got it it down to um, Monmouth College's zone or in the red zone. But uh, kind of come out here a little bit different mindset. I, I don't know what he said to him at halftime, but has some motivation behind it because uh, Cornell's offense looks a little bit better. I'm not sure it was spirited, for sure. <laughs> Off the left side, not much room there. And there's, that's more like it. Not much room there on that one. No gain on the play. It'll be second and ten for the Rams. And Brant Baltus on that play, six foot two eighty five sophomore. Nose tackle, and he got he blew that play up right from the get go. I don't know who the offensive line, but he knocked him back probably two or three yards to make that tackle. Has loss of three. They're going to say, well, no, nah, that's like a gain of one or second nine on the thirteen. There we go, second nine on the thirteen for the Rams on the Scots thirteen in the red zone again on uh, second and nine. And stoppage on the play. An incomplete pass by third down and long. Third and nine, yeah. Let's say third and nine. So incomplete pass by the Cornell Rams. It looked like an out route to the short side and just didn't give themselves enough room. Almost looked like he threw it out of bounds. So with 10.04 to go here in the third quarter, it's the Scots 36 nothing, third and nine. See if they can at least hold them maybe a field goal attempt. I don't know if you kick a field goal 36 nothing, but you might as well try to get on the board if you are the Rams at this point. Yeah, it's homecoming. you got to get three points yeah, on the board. Yeah, you got to get points on the board. Third and nine, back to pass is Smith looking out to his left, complete at the nine. Looks like a defender fell down for the Scots, and he's going to have a first, first down, down inside the five. Looked like right after the catch, a Scots defender kind of slipped. That's second or third time we've seen uh, a player slip on the on the turf. Uh, Coach Braun called a timeout. We got a man down. We got a man down. Oh, that's what it is. It looks like it's the Scots. Can't see a number. There's a crowd around him. But the first, uh, well, they haven't moved the sticks yet. 
But it looks like it's down to the four-yard line. They must have to wait until they get the uh, field cleared here. And Helpern made a nice catch on that and made a ni- nice couple moves. And on his cutback, I think somebody's knee just locked up maybe a little bit. Probably a scary, you know, how scary sure. that is at oh, first. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay, didn't do anything. Yeah, going off under his own power for the scouts. Can't see the uh, the number on uh, Young man, but it will be first and goal to go for the Cornell Rams at the Scots four-yard line with 9.56 to go here in the third quarter. 36-0 Monmouth as they are trying to stay ahead. I think if we didn't get a chance to check some scores around the uh, around the, the Midwest Conference, we do have a final. It is the Rippin Redhawks beating University of Chicago 19-16. So Rippin will... Stay in first place no matter what happens here with the Scots. Was that two three point wins in the last two weeks? Yeah, ripping just just hanging in there, man. They beat the uh, the uh, the uh, University of Chicago in this nineteen sixty. They had three points in the fourth quarter. I don't know if it was a game winner. I'll try to punch something up here, but straight ahead here as uh, play gets back underway following the injury timeout to the Scots and no game. Second and goal to go from the four yard line. One of the offensive linemen had to come out because his helmet came off, and and Coach Braun took advantage of that and had a run blitz, uh, in in that left or right guard's particular uh, vacancy. <laughs> kind of like that. There's a reason that guy's a second stringer. Let's see what he can do with a run blitz coming up uh, his gap. See if he can uh, see what he does to control that front line there. Second and goal to go from the four. Rolling right or rolling left is Smith. He's got some room to run if he wants to tuck, yep. and he does get in. Just kind of kept that little pump fake, just kept the Scots just enough uh, away that he could get his shoulder lowered and get well, in the Well, and zone. person that's kind of kicking himself right now at the 15-yard line, he just about got an ankle tackle, and that would have been another sack to his credit, but uh, just missed him, shoelaced him. Now, in basketball, in basketball sense, you got you got to take the ball handler. You can't you – can't, Drop off for the passer, or the you know the, the yeah. Other guys I don't know how many away. times I've said that in you twenty something. You got to stop the ball stop first. So you got to go ball. up and get the quarterback. And if he throws it, he throws it. But you got to stop ball, right? Stop ball. Yep. Thirty-six to six with eight thirty-eight to go. Extra point is on the way, and was blown dead. Got a flag on the play. Was delay? that no? Is that delay on an extra point? That that will give. I don't even know how that coaches. It is a delay of game on the Cornell Rams, so that'll back up the extra point. Yeah, I don't – you don't. You rarely see a, a – uh, and Coach Pivers wanted an explanation <laughs> from the official here. Well, I mean, you can see the play clock. It's college football. You can see the play clock. We can't see his eyes, but he's staring – he's staring down the kicking team right now. <laughs> well, they'll back him up to the 15, so it'll essentially be a 25-yard field goal for – the uh, kicker for the Cornell Rams. Everything's been interesting today. The kick is up, and no it good. is no good. Uh, <laughs> after all that, the kick is no good. Insult injury, huh? 36-6. Scott's with a 30-point lead here over the Cornell Rams with 8.38 to go third quarter. We'll be back. Monmouth College leading the Cornell Rams 36-6 with 8.38 to go. They will... Receive the kickoff, the Farm King kickoff from the Rams. And out to about the 20-yard line, 30-yard line, excuse me, return out to the 30-yard line, a little scrum there. The 30, I don't think they ever did get the ball carrier down. I think it's called forward progress stopped. 
And how many times do you see that? You get a momentum play, you get the ball in the end zone, which Cornell has not done to this point, obviously. But their offense looked pretty good up going, moving the ball down the field um, at six, seven-yard clips and nice couple plays that they had there. I noticed their, their strategy in the second half is to get the quarterback out of the pocket, roll him out a little bit, and they've had some success, at least on that drive. They certainly did. And then you miss the extra you, point. You cut the and then field. you miss the extra point, Sean. <laughs> yeah, right. You cut the field in half, but if you're Cornell, you'll you'll take the trade-off to stay out of the pressure. Yes, yes. First play from the Scots out around the left side. I think that might be Devin Lawrence on the far side of the field. He's got a good gain out to about the 35-yard line. Should bring up a second and five. And it's nice to see Devin. And it looks like uh, true a form of what he was last year. He's been kind of banged up um, throughout this year, and you could just tell – Oh, there's a late call there. What's what's the call on that? Holding? Yeah, they're going to go backwards. Flags The flag's laying on the 26-yard line. So that'll back it up to the – if the flag's laying on the 26, that'll back it up to the 16. Now they're going to put the ball down on the 20. So necessarily where the flag is, but I usually try to throw the flag where they saw the call. Got a final in from Grinnell and Lake Forest. Lake Forest will remain a game behind with a 49 to nothing win over Grinnell. And with the loss by Chicago, that pretty much uh, that was an elimination game for them today. For yeah, sure. you know, Monmouth College got them by three. Ripham got them by three. So, you know, that's that's two tough losses by the, the front runners as far as at this point in the season. But uh, what it could have should us, right? I mean, University of Chicago won it in every stat against Monmouth College, just didn't win on the scoreboard. Scott's get a little bit of that yardage back out to the 28-yard line, so a gain of uh, eight for the uh, Scots. So it'll make second and 12 for the uh, for the Scots from the 28-yard line. And looks like we got a stoppage on the play. We'll take a uh, we'll take a 30-second break and uh, come back here. You're listening to Scott's football. Uh, with about eight and a half minutes to go here in the third quarter. Welcome back to Scott's Football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WREM, second and 12 for the uh, Monmouth College Fighting Scots from the uh, 23-yard line. Actually, third and 17 now from the uh, 23-yard line. The Scots, Boyer, looking over the defense, back to pass, complete to Nate Thornton. Nate Thornton's got some room. He's got some room. It looks like he's going to take it to the house. 77 yards to Nate Thornton. How many that didn't times, take long. How many times did we call that? Week in, week out. The, the <laughs> Boyer to Thornton show. And, yeah, it just – and that's, he had 97 yards at halftime, if you recall. Quiet 97, uh, other than that one, what, 47-yard play. But here he is adding to the stat line again. He's got a chance, if I recall, wasn't he uh, – had a 205-yard day against Grinnell uh, back in week – what was that, week three? Um, but had a nice day against Grinnell, and he's certainly uh, maybe looking at uh, player of the week. Or player. <laughs> right. I mean, those stats he just put together, that 77 yards plus 97, uh, he's now at one, what, 74 on the day. That's uh, that's a good day for uh, for Nate Thornton. Uh, if it's not Nate, it's Jake Gerez, it's somebody for sure. It yeah. seems like every week. And Obstane had, was he at five catches at the half, and – He's done his fair share, and Carter Boyer's putting a heck of a day together, too. I don't want to discredit anything that he's done to this point. Cody Zelk's extra point is good. So, uh, 42-6, to six, the Scots leading 
here with uh, 43 to 6. Excuse me, 43 to 6 with 6.39 to go here in the third quarter. Back to Scott's football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM. Had some technical difficulties, but we are back. 43 to 6 to Scott's lead with 4.50 to go here in the third quarter. Scott's with the football back. Somehow. Somehow. And uh, have the football first and 10 and then a, a holding call, right, on the on the Scott's? Yeah, and that's really the only thing that stopped Monmouth College's um, offense today is a couple holding calls. There have been like three holding calls, but they made up for it with big plays today. So it'll be first and 20 following the penalty. Rolling right is Carter Boyer and overthrows his wide open man <laughs> at the 17-yard line. I don't know how many times you throw a football and then you kind of do the you do the jump yourself. Oh, please. Like, oh, I just threw that <laughs> way too high. Yeah, rolling right there, kind of on the run. And Jackson Berger was wide open at 17. I'm not even sure he had it. He did kind of like half-heartedly jump, but he didn't really have to jump for that. There's no way he's coming down with that. Yep. It'll be second and 20 on the Scots' own 13-yard line. It took out the first wave of the cheerleading line over here on the on the <laughs> sidelines. 43-6, Scots with under, well, right about the four-and-a-half-minute mark. Boyer, all kinds of time. Chucks it over the middle, complete to the 29-yard line. And there's that play again we talked about. The two deep were, you know, Monmouth College, the wideouts are running um, deeper routes than the underneath route. You just got to wait for that window open up and, and – Great job by Carter Boyer. He didn't learn his he didn't learn his lesson on that interception, but since then he's done a great job of letting the play develop and throwing into that that window that the defense provides for you. And it will be first or third and three. So they got a big chunk of that back. Got 17 yards of that back. Straight ahead. I think he well, that's gonna be really close. I think he got looks, it. I think he got it. Looking at the far side official. Looks like he's coming in. He's got it by about a yard. So it will be uh it was three and out. The uh, Cornell Rams went three and out. That's how the uh, Scots got the football uh, deep. It was a good punt there by uh, Landon Lockington. It was good, good to see that Carter Boyer is 6'2", because I think if he's 6'1", or 6' foot, he's not getting that first down. <laughs> That's a good point. First and 10 for the Scots. <laughs> a uh, pepperoni's pizza first down, casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York-style pies, including vegan and gluten-free options. On nine, first and 10 for the Scots. Nine-yard gain. Another big chunk there as the Scots trying to put this one away with about three and a half minutes to go here in the third quarter. Already leading 37. If it's not already put away, they're really trying to drive a nail in the coffin here before this fourth quarter starts. So if you're Cornell Rams, why would you pick Monmouth College as your homecoming game? Usually that's the game you say, okay, that's a team we can beat or compete against. Yeah, right. It, official or not, that's kind of the way teams think. No matter what level it is, high school and college, you're like, yeah. Let's see if I can pick this team. Yeah, that'd be a tough one. Eventually, somebody's going to have to play Monmouth or or even a Lake Forest at this point or a Ripon. Well, let's say Ripon now <laughs> or University of Chicago, right? Chicago. I mean, I guess at some point you got to pick one of those teams, and and they just chose to pick. Uh, and who's kidding who? Football was invented before homecoming. So <laughs> right. I had a high school football coach that told me that every <laughs> four years in a row for that week of homecoming. Uh, that's a, I've never heard that, but that's a great line. On first and ten, Marcus Albers not getting anywhere. He's going to he's gonna lose one to be second. I don't know if you know Dave Whiteman, but he has <laughs> yeah. an assortment of lines. And he's coached, he's coached for years, so his motivating factor are those 
lines he comes up with. But those are <laughs> those are things you remember as an athlete going through the Knox. In my case, the Knoxville system. And you haven't used any of those in your own coaching. I have. Career. Yes, I absolutely. <laughs> have. You've, you've had some characters either at Knoxville or Monmouth College to draw from. Characters is exactly <laughs> right for for uh, better words. Um, but yeah, I, who's getting who? You you don't reinvent things or whatever. You just use things that people have talked sure. to you about in the past and. And it's hard to come up with anything original stuff, nowadays. Stuff that means something, right? right? I mean, right. up the middle by uh, Marcus Albers again. Going to see probably a lot of Marcus Albers here in the second half, and he does a great job um, anytime he's on the field. But you're probably going to see a heavy dose. So gain of three. This will be second and eight for the Scots. Excuse me, third and eight for the Scots. And now again, an air mail again by Boyer over the head of Brendan Bishop this time. Uh, Riley, is that Riley Fetter or is that Bishop? It's uh, well, it's, I think it's Riley. I just like look. It looks like his mannerisms, how he run. He, he had an out route right there, and yep, he was wide open for sure. And Carter yeah. Boyer, as soon as he threw it, kind of just put his head down, like gosh, I just. It's only it's only about a maybe a ten yard pass tops, maybe even a little bit less. Just get a little bit under it. The incomplete pass will bring on the punt team. What? They were already in street clothes. I thought there on the sideline. <laughs> well, at this point, Addison's probably saying, he's just saying, man, I just need to knock the rust off. Didn't get a punt in last week. and Although we did have a couple punts. We had a quarterback punting. Oh, wow. What a great kick did by that go out of bounds Addison at the- Fletcher at the one-yard line. That's going to be a 50-yard punt. And he ought to get some high fives coming off the field there. Yeah, a 50-yard punt inside the one. And that wasn't like rolling dead. He he aimed. He put it right. That looked I like said, knock the rust. I said, knock the rust <laughs> off. And he's doing that. I mean, he, so all in one, you get a you get added to your average. You get a you get a plus fifty yard punt on your stats, and you also get it inside the twenty. Yes. Yeah. You, it's all three there. And you haven't punted for two weeks. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Or three weeks. Yeah. Right. What a great kick by uh, what's probably going to be the all conference punter again for Mama. First and ten. Well, the Rams on the one yard line, and now you got to try to get out of the end zone. Oh man, Mama the College is coming at them. <laughs> yeah, it's a quick hitter right up the middle. They're gonna get a little bit of room, to, a little bit of room there. But it was the quickest. That's one of the quickest snaps. I'm not even sure that was on first, first, uh, first sound. He got three yards out of it, out to the four yard line, second and seven, with uh, just about a minute to go, third quarter. Scott's lead, Cornell, forty three to six. Still trying to recover from that punt by Addison Fletcher. Holy cow. I don't think Cornell at this point is in any hurry. I can't really tell if they want to rather go by the wind with the wind. But, they're, yeah, they're in no hurry here with 45 seconds to go. Second and seven. No hurry. And I need to look see the play clock. Off the right side this time. Not a lot there. There's yeah. that broken record again. And I think they got to be pretty conservative here or otherwise – well, who's getting here? The score's kind of out of hand already. Right. So, <laughs> they, I don't think they have to snap. No gain on the play. So it'll be third and seven from the four. And I don't think they have to snap it here. I would just head to the sidelines if I'm the Cornell Rams and try my luck here in the fourth quarter on third and seven. One less play that the Scots maybe won't be able to get into. <laughs> and that's exactly what they're going to do. So we'll come back after a little short break here with the fourth quarter. It is 43-6, to six, Monmouth. College leading the Cornell Rams, trying to stay in first place with Rippon, who beat Chicago a little bit earlier today by three. So we'll be back. Welcome back to WRAM on a uh, nice, warm fall afternoon. 
Mount Vernon, Iowa. The Scots 43-6 leading the Cornell Rams, ruining Cornell's uh, homecoming at least the afternoon. I'm sure the evening will go fine. What what goes on? I, I did not attend a uh, four-year university. What goes on on homecoming nights? You have the big dance like in high school? What what happens? What happens? Uh, well, I I don't know. I never really got into the big dance per se. but uh, <laughs> they, The colleges have one, though, yeah, right? They right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, I didn't partake in that. I, there was some extracurricular stuff that I did partake in. <laughs> and it's still uh, legendary stories till this day. Um, but, call, call the numbers of the local bingo hall. But, sure. you know, honestly, as an alum of Monmouth College and going back for homecoming games, I have happen to miss this year's but just seeing seeing guys I coach guys I played with it's it's a great opportunity for those type of things and you just kind of chalk it up to looking forward to those kind of things with with homecoming homecoming weekend um that I know the colleges really do a Friday through Sunday thing Mm -hmm. for alums anymore and sure and here we go with a short gain, and it looks like Cornell is going to be. Yeah, I have to bring the punt team on fourth and hell, fourth and seven. He didn't complete the pass, I guess. So it's no, four, or they have a four-yard line, maybe. Intended for uh, Cole Reed is incomplete, so it'll be fourth and seven on the four-yard line. And now, you, well, the Scots have already gotten close. Uh, actually, the the Scots kick return punt returner is literally standing on the Cornell thirty-five. <laughs> so I'm going to give it about 30 30-yard 30 cushion there. But I always laughed about the homecoming because uh, what's next day is the early morning basketball practice. Ah, the, you know, Coach, yes. Coach Glasgow figured that out a long time ago. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure Coach Griffith has, has the same. But he has, well, it's not Monmouth College homecoming, but uh, Cornell's probably got early morning basketball practice. So that kind of eliminates some of the things that uh, they may do at the dance, right? Sure, uh, sure, <laughs> and sure. the long night that they may have. Sure. Uh, timeout taken by Cornell. I had a guy running on the punt team there real late, and the play clock was running down. So the Tinkham's Electric timeout, if you're looking for an electrician contractor, you can trust, call Tinkham's Electric at 335-3034 or go to Tinkham'sElectric.com. 43-6, the Scots lead just uh, underway here in the fourth quarter, 14.56 to go. When's, uh, and you are uh, coaching Abbey Avon Tornado Girls basketball again this season. When's your first practice? Is that... Six, next Monday, six or? o'clock in the morning, October thirty first. Six o'clock in the morning. I know. I'm one of those I guys. Like it. I'm so one you of those can do two a days for a while. Yeah, there, we're huh? gonna do two a days. That's and awesome on Halloween. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I knew it was coming up. I couldn't tell if it was this Monday or I couldn't remember if it was this Monday or the next Monday. Yeah, and, and and the dangling care to that is, you know, Friday we got it scheduled for six o'clock in the morning. I'm not a morning person per se, but uh, if they do great job throughout the week, then I'll give them Friday morning off. Look at you. Look soft at you. Soft-hearted guy Look at that you I am. getting soft in your old age. Punt is off the foot of uh, Smith. And, yeah, I think uh, – I got a good the, roll. <laughs> I think the punt returner was in the wrong – was in the right spot because it's going to roll dead at the 39-yard line, which is uh, odd to say from kicking from the four. It rolls dead at the 39-yard line. So the Scots offense will come on the field already up by 37, trying to keep their scoring average up. What's the uh, Scott scoring average? 42.5. Yep, they're already at it. Or right at the scoring area. And the nice thing is they outscored Cornell in the, in the third quarter to, you know, we talked about that. They were outscored by their opponents in the third quarter up to the up to this game, and at least we outscored them 14-6 to six in that yeah, particular quarter. Yeah, that's been uh, – you, you can't really call it a bugaboo, but that has been interesting that they've been outscored in that third quarter. Granted, they've had big leads, but a little flare pass out, caught. Still on his feet inside the 35 and dragging guys with him inside. Is that Riley? Uh, yeah, that's Riley Fetter just dragging a couple of defenders all the way to the 31-yard line. That's going to be a first and 10 for the, uh, no, eight-yard gain, second and two. So just short 
a first down yardage. The elusive Riley. The elusive Riley Fetter. Um, Matt, can we get it's a 37-point game, so we got some time in between plays. Straight ahead on second and two. He's got the first down and about the 27-yard line. That is Marcus Albers, I believe, again there. So That was Riley again. Was it Riley again? Yeah. I can't tell if that's a two or – yeah, you might be right. Might be Mr. Albers. Yeah, because Riley's standing over here. You're correct. That's Albers. Marcus Albers got the uh, first down. So a pepperoni's pizza first down, seventeen to two. Riley's in the at first half on first That's downs. That's what's going oh, on. Oh, there we okay. go. Okay, so Boyer out of the ball game. Fetter in at QB to give to uh, Albers there. First and ten. Albers going to get the stretch play handoff from Fetter and strung out pretty well there by Cornell. Short gain on the play by the Scots, but the. Uh, you get taken out of bounds. Why did the clock stop there? One the first down. Must have got. Must have been pushed out of bounds. But still, the clock would be going. Well, yeah, you would think so. Is there so. an injury out there? Maybe. Yeah, maybe there is a man down. There's, or maybe a flag. I see some fish, officials kind of huddling. Yep, flag on the play. On those plays that have been strung out, we've either gotten. Mom calls either gotten a hold or a, lead, a block in the back. It looks like one of those as they're marching off once again. That's yeah, one of those. Gonna come that's back. been like the fourth flag, I think, on those particular plays. No. The ones that get strung out, they're, they're going sideline to sideline. Cornell's done a nice job of, of defending that play, but uh, that's the only thing. They've really done well uh, on the defensive side of stringing that out. And then Mom College evidently is not keeping their hands in on the blocks. First and 20 now from the 37-yard line of Cornell with 13 and a half minutes to go. Back to pass over the middle. It is complete. Down to the already inside the, are they calling that incomplete? Incomplete yeah. pass? Wow. Incomplete. Huh. Kind of rushed that one a little bit, it looked like. So it'll be yeah third and... Might have, that might have been tipped at the line, too. I, it, it very well could have been. Something weird about that particular throw. Either came out of his hand incorrectly or got tipped at the line. For you, uh, I have some news for you, Mama Throwsville Titan football fans here after this play on second and 20 from the 37. This time, a little bubble screen out, complete. Inside oh, the 35, up. cutting there. He kind of stopped on a dime, let the defense flow by, and then got yeah, maybe an extra three or four down to the 30. So a gain of about seven. For the uh, for the Scots down to the thirty yard line, so it'll be third and thirteen. Just got I just now got a text from uh, head coach Jeremy Adolson of Mama Throwsville. They have corrected the score. Lincoln Park beat Crane today, so obviously a score filtered through on social media that was wrong. So it's back to the coin flip random selection between whether they'll go to IC Catholic and Stillman Valley. So that's probably good news, really good news. I mean, I I'm de definitely don't let me think i'm downplaying stillman valley but ic's uh, pretty darn good so so they got their score wrong today on uh, social media and they steve susie has it corrected now so third and 13 from the 30 yeah it's a 37 point game we're trying to find anything to kill time at this point yeah exactly and and <laughs> like you said it's uh, social media can be yeah, sure a convenience no. but then there's times where it can be an inconvenience to making plans for the playoffs and I thought that would have been a pretty big upset by Crane today over Lincoln Park. I mean, a, a really big upset. 
they've gotten that fixed. So it'll be third and 13 from the 30-yard line for the Scots. And now we have a penalty on the play. It'll be another holding call. Been a lot of those here in the uh, last several games. It's been in games like this one hasn't killed them, but something you got to get corrected. Absolutely, and you got a big game next week. I mean, I don't want to look too far ahead. They're still twelve thirty six in this game. Looks like it's going to be a little. It's a little bit out of hand. They did decline the penalties to make it fourth and thirteen here, but uh, Scott's leaving the offense on the field. And why not? They've had big play after big play today in the passing game and. Uh, Let's see if the uh, Scots can make it pay for them. You're talking a 47-yard field goal. Might as well leave the offense on. Rolling right is Riley Federer. He looking down the field. Brendan Bishop makes the catch. That's a first down for the Scots. Boy, they make (laughs) Coach Piper pay for the decision. (laughs) They get the first down. Yeah, pick your poison, right? Right. I'd I'd say give him one play to get the 13 yards. Yeah, I agree. Yep. That's kind of on you if you can't defend the one play. If you've got to defend two, that's – Great point. Up the middle, Devin Lawrence, nowhere. Actually, a loss of one on the play. So that's going to be second and 11 from the Cornell 13 yard line here with uh, just under 12 minutes to go. 43 to 6. Mammoth leading the Cornell College Rams. I'm still blown away by the, by the incorrect score between <laughs> Lincoln Park and Crane because I was all set for, I almost uh, called my broadcast partner and said, hey, load up, we're going back to Chicago. But, and you still might, depending on the coin flip random. Might. Random computer-generated thing. I don't really know. Uh, yeah. It, I'm not sure if it's coin flip or randomly selected, or the coin flip is randomly is is computer-generated Yeah, it's or supposed something. to be some high-tech formula to it, right. right? And the Scots out of bounds inside the 10. About the 4? Yeah, down to the, uh, about the 6, 7-yard six. line, or 6-yard line, yep. On uh, It'll be first and goal to go for Monmouth College. No. Second. Just short, second down and short, second and four from the uh, six-yard line. Selection show tonight starting at 7.30 on one of your local stations or IHSA.org or NFHS Network. Straight ahead, hit at the line of scrimmage and not going to get much there. No. Maybe, uh, maybe back to the line of scrimmage. A little delayed yeah, handoff that didn't, didn't – it took uh, too much time to develop there. And it's going to be third and four now from the six-yard line. Lost a yard, looks like. Yeah, third he and five. did. Third and five from the seven. Yep, yeah. Third and five from the seven. More Monmouth College still just trying to eat some clock here. Down to nearing the 10-minute mark. You know this is driving Coach Braun. They just haven't looked as sharp in the second half as they did in the first half. And I know we're kind of probably nitpicking a little bit. Cause, but who's kidding who? whole momentum it's, thing. Keep, it's, keeping it rolling. Yeah, and it's natural for – oh, look at Riley. Riley Fetter, is he going to get to the end zone? He's going to be close. Did he stretch the ball I think out? he got the first down, though. He definitely got the first down inside the five, close to the goal line. Yeah, he's going to be – I think he got in. That's a touchdown. Touchdown, touchdown Riley Fetter. He hey, went from the right sideline all the way to the left pylon. Like I said, how many times have you seen that? He'll, he'll run 100 yards to get 20, but uh, very elusive guy. And, and look at Coach Pfeiffer over here on the sidelines, just shaking his head. And That has got to be a lot of fun if you're the offense. If you're Joe Freitag, Coach Freitag right now, the weapons you're throwing out there right now, that's got to be a lot of fun. Zulk's kick is up. And it is good following the the Robert Thompson Trucking touchdown. For all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs, call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. That was a fun seven-yard touchdown rush 
by Riley Federer. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Seven-yard touchdown run by Riley Federer. Makes it 50-6 to six following the uh, extra point. A little late getting the extra point up on the board, but the Scots get to the 50-point mark today with uh, 9.58 to go here, setting up the Farm King kickoff. The family store with more since 1959. Been all Scots since the start of that second quarter. First quarter was was played well, but, man, it's been all Scots since the start of the second. Yeah, really got some momentum in that second quarter offensively and – they go through the end zone? They go through the end zone or get out of bounds. I think it got through the end zone, didn't it? Yeah, I don't see a flag yeah, or anything coming out on the, the play. 35 yard, or the, excuse me, the 25, which is way better than the 35. Not that it matters in a 56 game, but it could matter eventually down the road. Who knows? Or, well, still got to wait for him to put the football down. 9.58 to go. The Scott's schedule gets a little tougher starting next week. The Scots will uh, will be on the road at uh, Lake Forest next week, and then they'll be at home versus Ripon College, which, if things hold the way it is now, will pretty much be for the conference championship unless Knox has something to say about it in the Turkey Bowl week week uh, week ten. So they go Lake Forest, Ripon, and Turkey Bowl. That's that's a heck of a finish. Well, and not that you want to look too far ahead. Um, win, lose, or draw next week, you're still looking at that ripping game as sure. the conference championship. Yes, exactly. No matter what. And, yep. and again, got to beat Knox, and Ripon's got to finish up, too. I think they play. Who they got left? Well, they got They us, got two of the three out of the way. Right, yeah, they'll yeah. just have us left. Yeah, they'll have a win over – well, they have a win over Lake Forest, and now a win over University of Chicago. Chicago takes themselves out of the race. And the first play from scrimmage by the Cornell Rams is a loss of one by Tony Gomez. The timing of that play was messed up from the word go. It's kind of a low snap. Quarterback did a read on the defensive end, got tackled, did a late flip, and next thing you know, it's a two- or three-yard loss. <laughs> Tyler Geary in on the play for the Scots. I almost did the dun 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's just it like a circus play there. It did. It did. So on second and 11, they'll call that a loss of one back to the 34-yard lines. Yeah, so he did kick it out of bounds. It was a penalty on the play out to the 35. I couldn't tell. We, we Kind of at an angle where we couldn't tell if it went out of bounds or got in the end zone. It was close. And the pass from John Smith on second and 11 is incomplete. Intended for Aaron Helpern. Third you know, and 11. Coach Braun talked about, you know, Cornell having two really – things you got to plan for with a wing tee and then a kind of a spread offense, but they really, and maybe it's just because they had to go to that spread, spread offense, couldn't uh, line up and do the wing tee, which brings a, you know, some triple option reads to it. Um, that back in the day, my heyday, I guess, um, that was kind of the off, that was the offense we run. We weren't wing tee necessarily, but we were a triple option and it's a tough offense to defend for sure. But it looks like Monmouth College at this point is playing real well this week. There's a interception. Interception by Zane Beebe. He's going to take it down the left sideline. He's not going to get the end zone, but he's going to be deep into Cornell territory. Uh, John Smith's pass picked off up the middle by Zane Beebe. I think it's similar to uh, Carter Boyer. He sailed one over the head of his receivers. Yeah, rolling out right's kind of been tough for these quarterbacks today. They've kind of thrown overthrown their, their intended receivers, and that's what happened on that one. Nice job. Nice interception though falling in, into coverage there and great return here's monmouth college they got 50 on the board you you know that uh you got the second offense out there right yeah. now too but well that you, you know devin lawrence didn't get a chance to play last week a little banged up 
gotten yeah, he's gotten some carries today, but they got Devin Lawrence out there, and I don't think this is a bad thing. We got to kind of get him going, get him a little momentum, and Lawrence oh. now up the middle. Yeah, I'm shaking and baking his way to about a ten yard gain there. They, I don't think this is terrible having Devin in the game. He's got to get into a little bit of a flow because he's been so choppy throughout the year, in and out, in and out, blowout games. Well, and you got Braden Deem in there once again this yep. week, and. You know, you got a freshman uh, who was at Rock Ridge last year and did a great job with that high school team. And and I do want to stand corrected. I, I got corrected over the week. Um, oh, Dean, there was a quarterback injury at Rock Ridge. Yes. The younger Dean went from receiver and never played quarterback, and now he's he's leading the team actually in the playoffs. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's. Yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah. be host. They're going to be hosting sure. the game first yeah. round. And, yeah. And. Steve Soucy has them going as on the first and 10 play. There's Braden Dean, the aforementioned Braden Dean, 14-yard run down inside the five to the Look three. Look at our foreshadowing skills today, <laughs> Look at you go. Sean. It's, it's just... It's oh, just, it's similar to the LTC matchup between Rebel Williamsfield and Stark County. Steve Soucy Stillman, has uh, Sterling Newman. Sterling Newman. Rock Ridge yep. and Sterling Newman. And I know Sterling Newman used to be a wing team. Oh, sure. Uh, triple option threat, and now they've kind of gone to the spread offense. And a 13 seed this year, they've had yeah, a tougher season this yeah, year compared yeah. to you know years yeah. past. I do know this with the, their team; they always get better game in, game out, and they take a couple. It's somebody I don't want to play in the playoffs. No, especially in the absolutely first round, not. No matter who you are, <laughs> you don't want to overlook them. Pinkard, Devin Pinkard, up the middle. Yeah, he's gonna be a little short loss on the play back outside the five. Back to the, well, they're going to call it at the five. It was first and goal to go from the three. It was 7.20 to go, 50-6, to six, Monmouth leading the Cornell Rams. Second and five now, second and goal from the five. For the uh, Monmouth College Fighting Scots, yeah, it looks like Rockridge, at least uh, prediction-wise, is going to take on 13, not 12, a 13 seed, uh, Sterling Newman in the first that, round. That also tells you what kind of athlete that uh, gentleman is, young gentleman. To go from receiver to quarterback yeah. and never quarterback before. Uh, no, so. right. In in a not an easy not an easy offense. No, not at all, not at all. And and of course, knowing the plays from the receiver standpoint, you got to that brings a whole new point to it as far as the quarterback goes. Stretch play, trying to get to the end zone, and he stopped short. Actually, it got stretched out enough where um, back to the line of scrimmage. And that's about it. It'd be third and goal. Let's just hope there was no holding on that particular play. Like, yeah, like every stretch, thing. like you said, at every stretch play, it seems like the, the flags have flown. and There there wasn't. Yeah, they're just going to say he was out of bounds at about the uh, six. They're going to say he lost one, maybe. No, back to the line of scrimmage officially. Third and goal to go from the five. With just over six minutes to go. Scott's maybe eating up a little bit of time here. 50 to six. Looks like they're going to go into uh, next week in a Still in a first-place tie with Rippon. Do you go for it here if you don't make this um, play? Well, they're going to put it on the ground. The pitch Ooh. from uh, Braden Deem. That about backfired, didn't it? Yeah, it did. The pitch, luckily, it was uh, close enough to the sideline that the pitch went out of bounds. But it's going to back it up to the 13, so that's a loss in the play. Yeah, you bring the field goal unit out now. Give – uh, Give Cody Zelk a shot here. Yeah, and I think the, that's the play, especially with your – I mean, if there's anything you got to clean up this week, it's the holding calls mm-hmm. and the low snaps to Bishop. Um, so, yeah, let's let's see if we can get this corrected. 30-yard attempt, snaps better, the hold's good. Kick is on the way, and no he missed it. Yeah, he missed pulled it. it left, I think. So Zelk misses the field goal. He does have a couple of field goals this year. 
from uh, just about that distance. We got Cody Zalquez long for the year. He's 33. He's, he was six of eight from field goal range coming in. I'd forgotten that he'd made six field goals this year. Yeah, and he, I think he just kind of tugged oh. that one a little bit, don't you, Sean? And yeah. He had the left, you know, there on the left hash and do the fumble out of bounds or on the left hash, and he just kind of pulled it enough to miss the upright. 5.26 to go now in the ballgame. 50-6, Monmouth leading, leading Cornell. First and 10 for the Rams. Tony Gomez, kind of a slow handoff there. Scott's got a hand on him at the 20. Just can't quite get the jersey <laughs> pulled back as he was, I don't know the defender that had a hold of the jersey, but he was trying to pull him back, and he finally shook loose, but only for a gain of about two. <laughs> If he gets a hold of that jersey and gets a swing, he might have swung him all the way out to the track. Yeah, he might have. Clock moving right now. Five minutes to go. Safely in the Scots' hands, 50-6. to six. We were talking last week at this point in time in the game. Beloit called a couple timeouts, if you recall. Yeah. And we were kind of scratching our heads. I hope, I hope Cornell's looking at the scoreboard and wanting to get on to the homecoming offensive afterwards because this game's – Pretty much in the bag at fifty to six with four forty left. I I actually asked Coach Brown on Monday morning when when he came in for the morning show. And there's a play off the right side. Gomez going to get about face eight mask. yards. Look like a face mask tug there at the end. Is that going to be enough for the first down? He's right at the thirty. I think he had to get right to the thirty. And the officials are huddling up. Did the flag? Did the flag fly? Yep. Yep, it is. Face mask. 15 yards. <clears throat> Excuse me, on uh, the Mom of the College Fighting Scots. So that'll move it out to the 45-yard line. It'll be first and 10. I think he had the first down anyway on the run. But uh, I asked Coach Brown, I said, did any explanation for the two timeouts by blowing at the end? He just shook his head. No, I don't know. Hadn't. Nothing more. I couldn't even bait him in it. Off the air. He tried I could, to. I tried to bait him into something. And no, he wasn't taking the bait. He's too smart. He's yeah. too, Chad's too smart. Well, you talked about it in their interview about locker room material. And I always look before I step <laughs> on, on comment. I, I've, I've been on the other side of that where you tried to lead me into to the locker room material that leads to the other team. But I've, I've got a I got a job uh, resume into TMZ. I'm trying to join TMZ. <laughs> I'm giving you <laughs> yeah. First and 10 time. for the Rams. Pass wide open at the 50-yard line. Caught inside Scott's territory. Finally going to be taken down at the 36-yard line. That's a it's the best pass play, I think, of the day for the Rams. They had one 36-yard run to start the third quarter just at the start of the second half, but that's the best pass play they've had so far. And it's going to get down to the 36-yard line. First and 10 for the Rams. Under four minutes to go now. And it looked like team Colby, kind of hurry. Colby McMillan was in on the tackle. He's a second-string linebacker and covered a lot of ground there at that inside linebacker position. But we've seen if there's anything that Monmouth College, you know, their Achilles heel was that flat pass. That flat, they, yeah. they corrected right. it for the most part throughout the season, but that's it showed its ugly face right there on that particular play. Back to pass again is Smith. Looks out to the left, thrown down the field, and it's going to be incomplete. Just overthrew him a little bit. He had, him. He, had, he had a well-thrown ball there. That's a complete pass. He had a step and maybe a little bit of positioning on the defender there. Second and 10 now with 3.20 to go. The clock will stop. 50-6, to six, Monmouth leading the Cornell Rams. Monmouth will go into next week in a first-place tie with the Rippin' Red Hawks. That is the, what, what were they in the standings uh, preseason poll? Monmouth was two in the coaches' poll, and Rippin' was four. So, 
Look at them Red Hawks go. Second and 10 now for the Cornell Rams. And going to get about six yards. It'll be third and four from the 31. That's a clutter of six yards there. I don't know. Yeah. 3.12 to go on the clock. As uh, yeah, it's going again, could figure out why the clock was stopped. Right at three minutes, yeah. And I don't think Cornell's going to use they, maybe a couple timeouts to get inside the ten or the twenty, maybe just to stick one in. But see if the Scots can get a stop here. And I'm sure Cornell will go for it simply because it's too close to kick, too far to kick a field goal, and too close to punt. Yeah. I Third and five from the 32. It's one of those I think you got to try to put it in the end zone and go for it if you don't make any. Rolling right is Smith. Looking, looking. He's got a receiver. Wide, wide open. open. That'll mix up in the uh, secondary there somewhere, but <laughs> wide open man, and there's a lot of Scots standing around with their arms out. What what happened there? Yeah, they're all looking and pointing at each other. Which That was a breakdown somewhere. He was wide open to the 10-yard line. There wasn't anybody near him. Aaron Halpern catches the pass from John Smith, 32 yards for the touchdown. Wide open. You're, Aaron Halpern, you're never going to get that wide open as you were there for a no. touchdown. It's kind of like that five-foot putt, though. It's a knee knock because you're, you're, the ball's flying through the air. Seems like it takes forever yes, to get to you. it does. It does. I've been on both ends of that. The one I make the throw and the other one where you're kind of you're trying to catch it and you're like, okay, no one's around me if I drop this. I'm not even going to the sideline. I'm, I'm going to the other. I'm going to go to the other sideline. <laughs> yeah, go to the other sideline. So the touchdown makes it 50 to 12. John Smith gets the touchdown pass for the uh, Cornell Rams. That is Smith's. That is only Smith's second touchdown pass of the year. They only had two touchdown passes coming into this one wow. on the season, and now the snap goes awry and the holder gets thrown down back at the 15 yard line. Well, they went for two. Oh, well, they went for two there. Yeah, they went for two. Oh, and, wow. And. I was just getting ready to talk about this. Now, you don't want to show some stuff on tape that's going to give the other team advantage. But in the second half, Cornell's done a great job. The quarterback getting outside the pocket, rolling out, making the plays, and that's what they led to that touchdown pass and the, and the touchdown carry on their what, first drive of the second half. But what I saw on that particular play, they corrected it, and Monmouth College didn't allow him to get outside the, the cup, as they call it, and definitely made the tackle. Wow. So the two-point conversion is no good. So it's 50-12 to 12 with 2.33 to go. Here's the kickoff team's coming out, so we'll keep it here. Touchdown pass from John Smith. Yeah, just two touchdown passes on the season as a team for the Cornell Rams into uh, into today's ballgame. Smith had one, and uh, Jordan Madrinsky, who was actually the, the starting quarterback on the two-deep two deep chart I got uh, earlier this week, um, he's got one. They'd had two touchdown passes and four interceptions. Given up 15 touchdown passes on the season. So that'll bring out the kickoff unit, the Farm King kickoff, the family store with more since 1959. Two and a half minutes to go. Scott's one first down and a couple knees, and this thing will be over. A little pop-up kick there in the middle, kind of between the second and third. Good return. Returners, and picked up outside the 35, still Rugby piled outside the 35, and about the 37-yard line is where they will call that forward progress. This will be the Scots. Yeah, maybe one first down here and a couple knees, and surely Coach Piper's not going to call his last two timeouts at yeah, this point. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think he would, you know, unless he's looking for something on the defensive side of the ball, but I, I don't think he is at this point. You do that in practice. <laughs> 
What was what was the uh, what was the halftime score? It's twenty nine nothing. Twenty nine nothing at half. Yeah. So twenty one points here in the second half for the Scots. They've taken the foot off the gas for the most part. Straight ahead. Otherwise, Mr. Thornton could have Nate could have possibly put his name in the record book. Yeah. He was approaching 200 yards. I think he had 174 on the day, maybe. Um, but great game by him. But you think if he would have played the fourth quarter, he would. He might have broke some records today. Alex Egyptiaco from Gelsberg is in the ball game. He gets a one yard run. He had a decent second half last week. He sure Scott. did. He showed that uh, you know that jump cut that um, Devin Lawrence has been known for, and and uh, but he's, he did have some positive gains last week. Egyptiaco with the first carry, second and nine from the uh, 39-yard line. Scott's own 39. Looks like it's Egyptiaco again, stretching it out to the left. Has a cut, 45, midfield. We might see Alex Egyptiaco's first touchdown as a fighting Scott. He goes 61 yards. Wow. <laughs> the aforementioned Egyptiaco. We were just praising this game last week. It's his first Scott's touchdown. He's happy. Look at him in the end zone. Good for him. Good for that young man. Absolutely. And, and, and I like to see that, too. You got – you got some starters congratulating him on the sidelines. Yeah. Well, he's not even getting to the sidelines yet, and they're congratulating him. Good and for him. That's a 61-yard touchdown, and you're thinking to yourself, well, that's kind of rubbing it in. But, no, I mean, you couldn't knee it out from there, so you had to run a play. You're not going to tell your, your second and third string, don't score a touchdown. Yeah, don't play in hard. In that case, you, you right. Can't yeah, don't that. play hard. No, 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 absolutely not. So I wouldn't think. You, you weren't in the knee-it-out stage, no. so let's put it that way. So you had to you run a play. You were first down away from mm-hmm. being knee, a knee-out position. And you're, and, you're not at 70 points. You're at 56. So And it isn't like you were running some double reverse or even a pass play. You're looking to run the clock out just as much as the next team would be at that point in time. And and that's a play that the Rams have, have covered well, the stretch play. They really so. have. And, and, and we've even shot ourselves in the foot today with mm-hmm. some holding calls and what have you. Uh, Coach Braun's not going to like this. Guys, delay a game. Delay a game and another guy going out there on the field late, <laughs> which you'll have that when you're subbing, right. trying to get some guys some playing time, especially those guys that traveled over to the squad and had a nice week of practice to, to make the team. And something happened there. I don't know if it got blocked, but I know Cody Zelk's kick kind of rolls into the end zone. Couldn't tell if maybe a guy got a had got, got a hand on that. I think it got blocked. Because the uh, the snap seemed to be decent. The hold was decent. Just maybe a low kick there. The five, it was the five yard penalty. So <laughs> Zell can blame it on the, the celebrating. It hurt Cornell. <laughs> it hurt Cornell on their first right, touchdown. Yeah, right. Did. It's a delay of game. Yeah, and, did. Hey, that's a uh, Thompson Trucking touchdown. Robert Thompson Trucking for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs. Call Robert Thompson Trucking at seven six eight two six nine seven. If you are uh, still listening to us here on WREM, we appreciate you are a hardcore sport. You are a hardcore Fighting Scots fan. If you're hearing us right now, probably. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> Fifty-six to twelve. We put it on this text. Didn't point. we just put it on tape and we're just kind of <laughs> talking about what we talked about yes. last week at this time? We're just throwing for the last minute twenty-nine. We're just throwing all kinds of cliches out there. Yeah. Be sure to have your pen and paper ready. <laughs> Farm Kings, <laughs> Farm King kickoff. The family store with more since 1959. Kick taken. <laughs> just covered up at the 35. Just gonna lay on the football there at the 35. I don't know if I'm if we're if I'm on a team that's down 44 I'm points. I think I'm trying to pick it up. I'm going I'm to house. That, baby. Yeah. you darn right. What are they gonna do now? It's a 50 to 12, 56 to 12 game with a minute 27 to go here. 
at uh, the Rams. Now we'll see what the uh, Cornell Rams. Well, they're not. They're not in a uh, in a uh, just knee in and out formation. They got two receivers split left and right, and they had a little success throwing the football in the last drive with a minute twenty seven to go. You got a couple of timeouts, and surely I don't think Coach Pfeiffer will use them. But straight ahead. So they are going to run out, basically kind of run out the clock here. Yeah. It's, again, they're not doing anything spectacular and going deep into the playbook. They're just doing easy stuff here to run the clock. And who's getting who? They're probably got their second, third stringers in there as well, trying to figure out who's going to, who's possibly a guy that they can use in the future, if not this year. So a gain of one will make it second and nine under, under a minute to play. Probably enough for. First time we've seen a huddle all day, though. Yeah. Is that? Right. Oh, they are. Oh, they are in. Uh, nope. They had a deep guy. I thought maybe they're going to be in just take an E formation, but no, they just got a deep back behind the uh, quarterback. He's going to take it off the left side. And the scouts are going to stack it up at about the 40 yard line. It's only a gain it. of about two there. Yeah. Shouldn't have to snap the football now with under 30 seconds to go and just getting the football spotted up. Looks like the teams are. Going to head to the uh, midfield stripe there. Yeah, offense is they're gonna try to sneak one in here. They're gonna try to sneak a play in here with 15 seconds to go. They're gonna have to hurry. They're just now starting to get uh, the receivers are starting to get to their spot in the wide spots. Yeah, they got time to get one off here. And they'll just run it off the uh, right side. So the final play of the game is out to the 45, 46 yard line, and that's gonna end it. Both teams will line up. Scots get the win. Zeros on the board. 56 to 12 to move to 7 and 1 overall. They are 7, oh, excuse me. Uh, where are we at? Uh, 6 and 1 six overall. And one. Yep. 6 and 0 oh in conference play. Tied with Ripon College. You got a win over the University of Chicago today, 19 to 16. We'll take a little break here. Come back. We'll hand out our awards. We'll get a uh, look at the final stats and get set for next week. We'll be back here on AM 1330 WRAM. Welcome back to AM 1330, FM 94.1 WREM. As we put a capper on this Monmouth College 56-12 win over the Cornell Rams. We'll first uh, take a look at the uh, uh, final stats brought to you by country financial agent Ben Olson. Let Ben and the entire country team help you prepare for your future with insurance protection to achieve your financial goals. It's the post-game show sponsored by Larris Collision Center. If you have collision damage repair... Call Larry's Collision Center at 734-1949. Larry's Collision Center, professional auto body repair services that drivers trust. My broadcast partner, Brent Dugan, what are you seeing on the stats? Well, you know, in, in a 56-12 game, you're going to see total dominance, and that's what that, that's what the stat line leads to as well. First downs, 28-10. to 10. Uh, Rushing attempts actually were pretty even, 35-36, and 36, but the rushing yards, 277-71. to 71. And if Cornell doesn't have that one drive, they came out of the, out of the halftime, Really, their stat line would look almost yeah. like it did last week with Beloit. Um, receptions, 24 receptions uh, on 30 throws. The one interception, but had the one touch. Is that right? They had more than one touchdown, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they had two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Well, that's interception. Sorry, I was oh. reading that incorrectly. Yep. Yep. But plays uh, 65, and then you have 673 yards of total offense. 
That's a 10, 10 average, which he had some big plays in there. I know yeah. it was a 77-yard touchdown to Thornton in the 46-yard. Big chunk plays all day, though. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, chalk it up to the offense and what they did um, on that side of the ball and just made Cornell's defense, which is, had been pretty decent to this point in, in the season, just made them look bad throughout. Yeah, time of possession, 32 minutes to uh, 28 minutes for uh, the Cornell Rams, which normally in blowout games like this, you kind of see the opposite. <laughs> exactly. Oddly, for some reason. Yeah, because you're scoring so quick or whatever. But yeah. I think it had a lot to do with the second half as well. And getting off the field, the Scots have been getting off the field really well the last couple of weeks on third down, and they did it again today. Yeah, they did. And the one thing that the defense has done, and they've done it all year, is they put them in predictable plays right I mean you're third and long you're going to main bank and passing plays um, I haven't seen that many delayed handoffs or or what you would call quick screens or anything against Monmouth College's defense because they're in the backfield so quickly um, as far as individual stats though Carter Boer had a nice day 20 of 25 had the one had three overthrows maybe where I think he would basically uh, yeah, self-examine out of, out of himself and, yeah yeah and say hey I should have made that throw nine times out of ten and just didn't. too easy yeah, too easy. Yeah, <laughs> too easy. easy. But 20 for 25, I mean, you can't – that's 80%. And then, of course, you had Federer, who was 4-5. So, both both quarterbacks had 8% um, passing efficiency there as far as getting the ball thrown and catching it. 353 in the air, though, for Carter Boyer. Nice day, two touchdowns, the one interception, and did get sacked once. That's just on 20 completions, too. I mean, yeah. that's a that's an inordinate highly number. And we talked about Thornton with a chance at uh, getting in the top five for the school record, and I know he could have broke his personal best that he set in, against Grinnell. He had six catches for 191. I'm sure he was pulling on three tags. You know he was lobbying. Yeah, he said, hey, get, put me in there just for that couple more catches. <laughs> but he had a nice day uh, nonetheless with one touchdown in that, that 191. Um, but Urez, nice compliment, five catches, 85 yards. Opsaint had you know leading receptions with seven and fifty eight yards sitting in the window of those two two deep zone that they came came out with and Bishop I mean had a touchdown and four catches for forty nine uh, Devin Lawrence twelve carries eighty four yards um, had a six point eight yard average and the three touchdowns that he had today a quiet three touchdowns yeah I mean yeah this we, is a Devin Lawrence we're used to seeing yeah absolutely and. Then you got seven carries by Boyer at 78. We haven't seen that, but we're seeing more of it um, with Carter Boyer carrying the ball and getting very positive yards. Um, I know that uh, we got we got to mention Alex, right? He oh. had that at 61. I'll let you say three, the last name. Three carries to Gypsy Ako. There you go. And he had the or long – Two carries, I guess, yeah. Two carries for 62 yards. So, yeah, and a nice touchdown and his first touchdown, college career touchdown. Good for him. I know he was, he's not, uh, as far as high school goes – Knows where the end zone's at, but as far as college career, I'm excited to to call that out loud for him and, and a nice day that he had. Uh, defensively, there's got to be some nice stats here and probably just spread out all over the board, which you get that way in a game like this. But you mentioned him earlier, Brent yeah. Baltus. Uh, yeah, Baltus. And we've been calling his name a little bit more every week. And, and yeah, we have those uh, guys that we've called uh, throughout the year with, you know, Person at and Baker and Oham. They just do it day or, you know, week in, week out. But well, we had Baldus and, and Serrano this week uh, as our top um, two tacklers with nine and seven, respectively. And and really, you get those guys playing the way they're and they're starting to play. That just adds, a, adds another compliment to the defense that Coach Bronze had for year in, year out. Nick Serrano, seven, uh, seven tackles himself, had a uh, uh, tackle for a loss, uh, 
excuse me, yeah, well, yeah, one tackle for loss, yeah, a couple sacks from Corbin Personette, yeah, just kind of, you know, the usual suspects today, just another Saturday afternoon football for the uh, Fighting Scots, seems like. Yeah, and, and again, we got we're, the build-up is next week, next couple weeks. Next couple weeks, uh, actually next uh, three weeks, really, if you throw the turkey bowl in there, too, because I know we have had our way with Knox for a couple of decades but it's still at the end of the year and well, still when you need it, and there's nothing more that news they Newsflash. I mean, Knox, knows that, would like. Knox yes. knows that as well, and don't tell me that they're not looking ahead and saying, we got Monmouth College that last game, and we would love to spoil their season uh, and, and actually have a pride, prideful thing in it. Uh, who's kidding who? That, that would come to play, I would think, um, the Turkey Bowl. And then you got, even if the two games go Monmouth College away or they don't, that's a rebound game, and that's one of those – Ugly games that you got, a rival game, all that kind of stuff, the hype in that. But, uh, you know, Knox could, could, yeah, they're could playing be a better, tough. They're playing better football. They lost, that, they that. lost to IC today 20-10, to 10, but that, that gives them a 3-3 three and three record in conference play. But they're not getting – they're being very competitive oh. this season. Yes, and absolutely. And you got to chalk that up to that. And, you know, coming in after a Lake Forest game and a ripping game, that's going to – you know, I know Coach Braun well enough and the coaching staff that they're going to – Definitely say, you know what, don't overlook Knox, especially if we win the next two weeks. Don't overlook Knox. They can spoil your season. And, and you know how the playoffs go. We were just talking about that with the high school. The same thing happens in the college. You just don't want that one loss to lead, lead you to another team that's going to be tougher, tougher play for you in that first week of the playoffs. We'll take a look around the uh, conference with some other scores today, which is brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life. Remember FDIC, I'll give uh, my broadcast partner Brent Dugan a chance to uh, kind of think about the player of the game while I give some scores from around the conference. The big one, University of Chicago and Rippon. It is Rippon that gets the 19-16 win over the University of Chicago. That's two losses for Chicago now, so that was an elimination game for the uh, for the Maroons of the University of Chicago. They quickly went from uh, uh, contender to basically just, they can still play spoiler. And I think they still have to play. They still got to play Lake, Lake Forest. Forest, yeah, Lake Forest, so. Yeah. Yeah, again, <laughs> we'll be we'll be Chicago fans, I guess, the rest yeah. of the way out here. Uh, they get the 19-16 to 16 loss to Rippon. So Rippon stays in first place with the Scots at 6-0. and And uh, let's see, Grinnell and Lake Forest. That was a blowout. Lake Forest gets the uh, 49-0 to nothing win over Grinnell. And I don't see anything probably offensively coming out of that Chicago-Rippon game. Uh, maybe, maybe out of the Lake Forest game. But Carter Boyer came into this week as the reigning Midwest Conference Performer of the Week. It would be hard not to nominate Carter Boyer again today. Twenty for twenty-five for three sixty-three. Right, and well, or you could throw his Nate counterpart Thornton in there. His yeah. counterpart is the guy that's receiving the ball is Nate Thornton. So Nate might be uh, might be odds-on favorite, maybe for Offensive Player of the Week next week. I don't know. Yeah, and you did a little foreshadowing of the of the player oh, of the day. Right. I, I shouldn't even yeah, said blew that one right out of the water. That's all right, that. Sean. That's all right, Sean. <laughs> the, the Knox College Prairie Fire lost to Illinois College twenty to ten. And uh, what else? We had one more. We had Beloit, and uh, I don't, couldn't see any uh, live stats coming up from the Beloit game. They are uh, taking on Lawrence University. That's the top. That's a battle for the basement there in the Midwest Conference. The winner gets out of the basement. And uh, I haven't got any score on that one yet. Haven't been uh, nothing up on the uh, live stats from Beloit's there. So that's your look around the uh, around the conference. Now it's time to hand out the award. Clark and Glasgow Law Office representing clients in a wide range of criminal defense matters. Visit ClarkandGlasgowLaw.com. I'm going to guess it's probably somebody that made the defense pay, speaking of criminal defense matters. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> he, I mean, Carter Boyer, you talked about his day, uh, 363 uh, passing. I think that's what his 353, sorry, and the two touchdowns. He did have the one interception, but 
what he did uh, and moving the offense up and down the field all day today. And and that's taken in credit for, what, two or three penalties that uh, got got him behind the sticks a little bit, but just making plays today. And, and I got to give another game ball out to, to Nate Thornton as well just for what he did yes. um, and in receiving the ball, six receptions, 191, 31.8 <laughs> average um, per catch, and that one touchdown he had of 77 yards. But uh, those two hooking up together together today uh, was just a nice sight, and hopefully we see it for the next three weeks. I couldn't remember if Nate was one of the two uh, receivers that he overthrew. Uh, Carter Boyer overthrew. <clears throat> I can't remember if he was he one of the two. That I bet you Nate probably, might remind him on the bus ride yes, home Yes, that would have put him over 200 That would have sure, put him over 200, on yeah. On a nine-yard catch because both both throws that he missed was, were wide open. Wait, add Here we fuel are. To, just picking on his yeah, five. Yeah, you're fuel to that fire. His five yeah. incompletions. Yeah, but he sailed three balls. You know, threw for 353. Yeah, but he sailed three balls. His quarterback over. rating, 217. That's pretty good. Is that even possible? How I don't it, know. How does that become possible? You talk about a formula, you just it's hard to understand. <laughs> right. Well, Riley Federer at 152.2 uh, with his uh, four for five for – 45 yards. Yeah, that's a couple of good days. And and I, as you were given those percentages, I was looking at the season stats, and that shouldn't be any surprise because they're both they're both at right around 70% for the season. 69% completion for Carter Boyer, 68% for Riley Fetter. That's amazing to have two quarterbacks at 70%. That's just like on 10 throws. That's 70, almost 80 yards, almost 80 attempts apiece. Well, I don't want to discredit the quarterbacks because they've had great quarterback play for the last couple of weeks. The package that they put in with putting both Federer and Boyer on the field at the same time, I love that. But you're throwing to six two six three receivers with Thornton, Uraz, Obstaint, and then, oh, by the way, Bishop is kind of fit the, the, the Graham <laughs> uh, slot position. And when he comes in out there on the field, he Bergen's brings that. Bergen's got some height. Yes, and yeah. those guys have done a great job, um, you know, week in, week out. And you see it all coming together, Sean, and, and I like to see it uh, even progress even more as Coach Braun probably is looking for Coach Freetag's looking for the offense just keeps picking up steam in the next two to three weeks, two, two being the tougher games, but you don't want to look past that Knox, that Knox game, that Turkey Bowl, the final week of the season. This is going to be a very fun last three weeks of this regular season, and hopefully it gets us, a, it gets us an extra game. Uh, for sure, at least one extra game, uh, for sure. Lake Forest next week, that's a big one. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff from Lake Forest, Illinois. It's the Scots and uh, the Foresters. Our hey. pregame show hit the air at 1240. Real quick, do you think uh, Coach Braun might have some locker room material from last year? Oh, Do you remember that? that? The, the Whatever that was, chanting and sticking your chest out as they left the field. And I know that's it right, wasn't right. well received that, in the Mama College. Memorial Stadium, yeah. yes. So yes. I know we were kind of trying to figure things out. And leave we were... myself a note to mention that to uh, Coach Braun yeah, on Monday go, morning when he comes in. Us, <laughs> but I, I remember it as a broadcaster during yeah, the game. Until I, I, you just mentioned it, I had forgotten it. But I'm sure it's something we would have definitely said on the air at some point next week early in the game, if yeah. not the pregame. Yeah, so I know that Coach Braun is going to remind his team of that and and the former players that played last year and and – had to watch them walk out on your own field and, and celebrate and then go on into the playoffs because of that win. So, yeah, I, I'm sure Monmouth College will not have to be very – I it's don't think a, they'll have to be motivated for this week. It's a desperate Lake Forest team. They're a game behind uh, both Monmouth and Ripon. Yeah, they it have to win. Desperate, it's home, their home field, yeah, right? Right, yeah. So they're going to try to uh, try to defend that as well, looking at uh, the, the history. All time, uh, Monmouth leads the uh, series 31-20-2. to but uh, the Lake Forest is the uh, current winning streak and the current Midwest Conference champion uh, is the Foresters. So that'll be 1240 with the pregame start 
next week here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM. Tune in on Monday morning. Uh, We should know exactly what kind of playoff coverage we'll have for the high school playoffs next week. Mama Throwsville will find their opponent out tonight for sure. We don't have any idea who that will be. That's going to come down to uh, most likely a computer-generated thing with a tiebreaker going on. Uh, West Central is going to be in the eight-man playoffs next week. They'll be at home. Uh, we've got all kinds of local schools that's going to be uh, playing, uh, just all kinds of animal. Weathersfield, Robo Williams Field. We'll find out more after the selection show tonight. I'm going to go home and get my, uh, get my uh, comfy comfy clothes on. I'm going to get my big bowl of popcorn. I'm going to watch the selection show tonight. Yeah, that's always exciting. You know, yeah. I'm, I look forward to it year in, year out. And, you know, that's one of those things we, we, we kind of know ahead of time, but until you hear it. <laughs> until you hear it. It's right. then official, and then you kind of just think, okay, how how it's almost like I want to do the brackets uh, exactly you know, yeah on what I know of course Lena Winslow yeah that's a boring <laughs> pick I know in Class A but it's still one of those that uh, you like to see them get knocked off right because they they've already had that state championship yeah let's uh, spread the wealth out yeah, a little spread bit the here wealth out, exactly. uh, the odd thing for Mama Throws is it's homecoming their homecoming dances tonight oh yeah. yeah so I asked I asked Mr Ewing uh, the principal Ewing I said you you got to slide a TV over into the corner. And at least have it on. Let let the players go over, watch their name, and then go back to dancing. Well, you we both know how hard he doesn't work. So I'm sure he has a TV hidden. Yeah, he'll be watching this throughout the high school sure. anyway. He'll be watching this somewhere for sure. So I co- I asked Coach Adolson. I said, so you got homecoming tomorrow night. Um, this, the last time I talked to him, you got, you got homecoming tomorrow night. On uh, I said, so we're, are you gonna be watching the dance? He's like. I'm the athletic director. I have gotten out of homecoming since 1994. I am not going to be a part of this one either. So he gets out of homecoming somehow, being the athletic director. <laughs> well, and, and, and he needs to plan for next week. Yes, he's got so, things to do. You know, I'll give you the I'll give you the day off homecoming as well, there, uh, Coach Adolfson, and and get planned for next week. All right, my man. Next week's going to be a fun one. I can't wait to uh, bring that to bring that to the folks. That's going to be a fun one. The start of a good three week uh, fun broadcast, I'm sure. Sure will, and I, I'm looking forward to it as well. And, and the hype in that game, just from last year's standpoint, on a team that beat you, and and just going into this week, it's just it's exciting. I'm already ready for it, um, <laughs> and I, I'm raring to go. All right, have a good week, my man. You do the same. I'm Sean Temple for Brent Dugan. That's your uh, that's your coverage of Scott's football today. Fifty-six to twelve, the Scots get the win over the Cornell Rams. We'll be see you next week.